The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Well, you need to look out for a really good restaurant called The Italian Connection. I've heard it's excellent. Okay. Well, we're looking I got very sick when I was there. No use yeah. bloody yeah, get yeah, medical yeah. Uh, You've attention. never been there. Uh, well, and I had to sue fact, them. As the pro- it's a court yeah, case. You, you, want, no, you want it, didn't you? As the, I want it. As the proprietor yeah. of that restaurant, I might sue you for that <laughs> You myself. had to pay me £50,000. <laughs> no, I think I'll sue you for lying about it on the air. That's what I think I'll do. What did you say? Was um, the Never. Italian co- correction? Yeah. Okay. Connection. Oh, oh connection. I've not been to the Italian connection. Oh, yeah. something. Uh, Col- oh, you haven't been to that one. It's not to that one. Now. No, yeah. no, not to that one. In, no. in a very interestingly named Cold Bath Road. Oh, oh. oh right. Just off the stray, is it? Just off the stray, not far. Oh. I'm only joking, guys. It's a great restaurant. I've been told. It's a great restaurant. I've not been invited and there. The, and there's meal deals. <laughs> Ash got turned away from it once, yeah. oh, I no. believe. Now Is the, it you or your now, parents? Now you got the, turned away. Both of us. Now the producer's having a problem now. No tie. Yeah, had no tie on. Yeah, no tie. You won't get in without a tie. No. No. Uh, Linda, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Please lovely join us again voice. earlier, and then we can talk more Thank about you. your baggy pyjama bottoms. Oh, yes. Which I'm sure Ian will be talking about later on in the program. <coughs> what are you doing on the show, man? What's going we on? We've got uh, Neil Hannon from the Divine Comedy coming oh, on. Oh, fantastic. This is exciting. I'm, like, I'm feeling a bit tired like you. I'm shattered. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh. I think, well, maybe I, I've done a lot of walking and uh, I didn't, you know, last night I couldn't get home. Because of the rain, there's flooding. What? Why Why are trains... Did the trains not work? Well, no. a couple of them were cancelled, but no. if one can get through... Can't the they all through. get through? Yeah. When are they going to invent flying trains? Yeah, yeah. yeah. flying trains, man. That's what it's they should have. Patent Professor Pat Pending is lions in the sky. Yeah, lions in the sky. Um, no, lions and chemtrails. Yeah, it's going to cause us all David Ike global warming. Ike trails. Yeah. Lions uh, in the sky. We're back at seven. Yeah, man. Ian's yeah. here next. Thank you. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
salsa classes and growing tomatoes, but nothing is getting them off. Then one day in Clacton, there's a reenactment of Normans and Saxons, and this gets their juices flowing. is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. I'm Ian Lee. You are... Catherine Boyle. Welcome to the... Oh, sonic feedback. Gotta love the sonic feedback. Bit of Larson. The Larson effect. Of course, the posh, the correct term. Not posh. No, no, no. Let's not be elitist. The correct term for feedback. The Larson effect, named after Larson. Don't know his first name. The did the far side. No. (laughs) Is it... I don't think it's the same guy. It's a Swedish... Scientist who was, I guess, was just like dicking around with a microphone in a, in a, in a laboratory. Anyway, that was uh, Norman and Norma from the new album from the Divine Comedy, uh, which um, I mean, this is not a good look. I didn't know this was out until yesterday. Someone tweeted me and said, "Have you heard the new Divine Comedy album?" I went, "Wait, what? What the hell?" And this is why. This is why. I am angry about this. So we've got Neil Hannon on the line now. Neil, why the hell didn't you tell me about a new I album? <laughs> why didn't you tell me, man? I thought we were friends. What you is this? You didn't write, you didn't call. Outrageous. I've, I've commanded everybody in the world not to tell you that there is a new <laughs> see, album. <laughs> I see I've offended you that much, have I? I just thought I was being a fan. Um, no, it was just an elaborate practical joke. <laughs> it's like, um, what is it, The Truman Show? This album doesn't exist, but now it's been constructed so that I think it does exist. It does exist. We're just, we're just having what I believe they call classic bants. Um, tell us, yeah. tell us, it came out, it, it's only been out a while, hasn't it? Office politics, well, it's only uh, just, or has it been out? Yeah, it? A, a week, a week. Okay, a week. well, since last Friday. Okay, well, listen, I, I don't, I, I, I'll be honest, I don't watch Top of the Pops anymore. Uh, I don't have cable TV, so I can't see you on MTV, Neil. So I'm not up to date yeah, with these yeah, things. Yeah. So we. That's quite all right. <laughs> I've been all over Top of the Pops. Yeah, and those wardrobe <laughs> malfunctions were quite something. Can, oh, God. Can I ask, Neil, is it true? <laughs> is it true that when you went on Top of the Pops, the, a record, whatever the record was, it slipped down the charts? Um, I, it's quite possible. I don't know that uh, story myself. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I th- then. Oh, I, I, I think you too had that for, oh. for their first uh, single. You're tarring me with a different <laughs> Irish 
brush. It's just, <laughs> it's just a revenge attack, Neil, for not telling him about the album. It's a revenge it's, brushing. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the accent. It's like I file, you know, I know. I, I've got black music. I've got Irish music. You guys are all <laughs> the same. Neil, you're not on... <laughs> steady. Steady now. Well, I was about to say, listen, because these are, these are, these are dangerous times. You're not on Twitter, are you, as, as a human being? You're not on there. As a human being, I, I don't do the, the media that is social. I don't do anything social, really. Good. You know, it's not just media. Well, um, I was wondering yeah, if you, we, we've had do it for me. we've had a few of our a few of my heroes and a few of my pop stars and a few of my favourite radio presenters have been, you know, racist on Twitter. I just wondered if maybe I don't I don't know. This is a strange way to open a, an interview, but are you are you is there anything <laughs> racist you want to say? It's very that and cocaine no. are very trendy at the moment. Okay, um, no, I think I'll, I'll steer clear of all that. Um, <laughs> you, well done, well done, well done. No, I mean, to be honest, uh, it did cross my mind when all of this was happening to other people that if I was on something like that, I, it's almost, you know, impossible yeah. not to accidentally say the wrong thing at yeah. some point. So I, I'm glad I'm not there. You know, you're right. Yeah. I, I had a week um, where I, yeah, it was two weeks where I had to defend myself against transphobia, uh, accusations uh, of anti-Semitism, and accusations of just general racism. And I had to come out and do a lot of <laughs> firefighting just because I'd, I'd liked the wrong tweets. Oh, my God. Anyway, right. Office yeah, Politics yeah. is the album. Uh, is the, I love the cover, man. I love the, the look. Thank you. You're rocking. Thank You're looking you. a bit, bit like Mackenzie Crook there, it has to be said, which is not a bad well, thing. I don't know what I look like, but uh, I was just trying to... We were trying to have one of those big sort of uh, late 70s double album covers, you know, where you yeah. get lost in the action. And uh, inside it as well is really cool with, like, the office party. Uh, I enjoyed putting it all together with uh, some very clever people. Yeah. Do you, I, I have ordered it. It's coming. I haven't got it yet. I've only heard the singles because that's the kind of guy I am. I want to play it all in one, uh, in one go. Do you... Um, we, obviously, we, you, you, you were on the phone there and we're playing, playing Norman and Norma. Do you... I mean, do you like hearing your your own stuff being played? Do you still oh, get was, a thrill from it, or does it you, you, you I was shrivel? picking it to pieces while I was listening to it on the on the phone. Yeah, uh, I was just going sharp, flat, sharp, <laughs> <laughs> out of time. Uh, but that that's the same with every record I've ever made. It's just impossible to ever really get them completely one hundred percent right. You know, uh, you'll you'll never hear it done right ever. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, but that's the joy of it. That's that's the. the how do you do it? Are, are, you're not you're not cutting it all live, are you? Because I'm assuming obviously you're not using the no. auto tune and those tricks. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to admit readily to occasionally, you know, when you don't have the time to kind of go in and do yet another vocal take, to using a machine to yep. sharpen a note, you know. Yeah. Uh, but. I can't stand it when they just use it as of right, you know, all the way through a vocal and kind of it just sounds like it's being come out of the machine and it's kind of pointless being a human if you're going to sing like that, you know. Um, but um, we, we we do it differently for every song, you know. It's literally whatever that song requires, uh, we'll try and do. And uh, Norman and Norma, we got wrong the first time right. and uh, went back into the studio uh, like a year later and re-recorded it. And um, you know, second time lucky. What was the, what was different? What was what was what was wrong? Um, uh, rhythmically, it was a bit clunky the first time. Right. So the second time, it it, it kind of flowed better, and um, also there was slightly different sort of instrumentation to give it more of a eighties sheen. 
<laughs> the second you're, time. Uh, you're still making videos. There's a lovely video for that. There's a great video for Q Jumper. Someone said, have you seen you this? like that one? Oh, I love it. It's, it's very, someone um, on Twitter suggested it's very um, like the Kenny Everett video show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were going for like 1981, you know, those real kind of white out studios. Yeah. With, uh, um, like, you know, madness videos when they were just kind of arsing around mm. in, in the studio. I loved those. And uh, Buggles and things like that. Buggles. Yeah, that's the vibe we were going for. Buggles, the, fir the first video played on MTV, I believe. That is correct. Uh, well thank done. you very much. That's five points to me. Well done. It's me, Ian Lee yeah, versus Neil Hannon in useless music <laughs> Trivia information. Off. Trivia <laughs> off. Um, to where do, I, here's the thing, right? I'm an old man. I don't, I don't watch TV anymore. Where do videos go now? I suppose I, it's all online, isn't it? I suppose. It's all clicks. Yeah. I mean, for a while it was worrying because I thought they were going to be unnecessary, you know, made completely obsolete. Uh, but actually... People watch the YouTube uh, quite often. If they hear a new song, they'd actually go to YouTube yeah. and look it up there first. And so, visuals are quite useful yeah. to go along with them. Yeah, um, but we don't spend as much as we used to on them. I'll say that. Well, you were, you were, uh, you know, you were kind of in your in your pop star peak was was sort of the mid to late nineties, um, mm. uh, when there was still a lot of money in the music industry. So I'm guessing, you know, for the, the huge hits like National Express and stuff like that, they must have been chucking piles of cash at those videos. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly wealthy. It's just like <laughs> oozing out of every pore. <laughs> That's why I'm still making records 30 well, years I don't on. mean you personally. You, of course, have wasted it on champagne and cigars. I get that. That's the of lifestyle. Course, but the, the videos, were they, were they chucking like hundreds of thousands of pounds at your videos back then? Uh, no, not hundreds of thousands, but you, you definitely definitely be maybe spending 30 or 40 grand right. on them back right. then now if you would never want to get as close you know to 10 really mm. on them yeah um Chris, it would be a force it, it, can't. it would be it would be. also you know you can just film it on an iphone get some kid to film it on an iphone these days it's, it's, that was, that's a fiver. I've often thought about it actually <laughs> i <laughs> think it, i think it could be done wasn't there a, a movie released recently that was all shot on iPhone. Yes, yes, there was. I can't remember what it was, though. No, I, I remember it was one of those things that sounded interesting in concept. Oh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. That would be it. That was it. Yeah. Hey, have you yeah. seen the film Booksmart? No, but I like the posters. I'll go and watch it yeah, just because I went, of the posters. I went and, I went and saw it today because I had a few hours. I went and saw it. It's very funny. Very, it's like a... Is it? it yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. And he hates everything, Neil. Shut so. up. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> no, I do too. So great. I, that means I'll like it. Okay, you 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 you'll definitely like it. If you don't, well, then I'm I'm paying for the the pick and mix. Uh, you had a <laughs> friend of the show, Chris Difford, is on this record. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, absolutely obsolete. I, I was singing the chorus and it sort of came out all Cockney, and I thought it sounded a bit like him, so I <laughs> I, I phoned him up. And he said yes, and it's really weird when that happens. <laughs> and when you say you phoned him up, right, have you got, you know, your Chris Difford's number, or did you have to, like, go to a friend and say, you, you, now you no, did a actually, thing with Squeeze, or...? Well, I mean, I've met him once or twice over the years, but uh, actually it's because um, Simon Little, my bass player, has played with him a bit. Right. Uh, so he, ha he had his number, uh, and, um, yeah. Chris regrets giving it to Simon. <laughs> yeah. Man, but, uh, <laughs> and is it literally? You just uh, hello, uh, hello, hello. This is Chris Difford. Yeah, this is Neil. I just wonder if you can't yeah. play on my record. Yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. 
That's exactly what it was like. Wow. What a world we <laughs> yeah. live in where that's possible. Isn't it extraordinary? But, I mean, it is... The, the extraordinary thing is that I grew up, you know, looking at him on top of the pops. Yeah. And, you know, the idea that now he's singing on my record is quite sort of perverse in a way. But um, I'm very grateful to him. Of course, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that has to have everything. I'm a, I'm a middle-aged, lonely, divorced man, so I'm, I buy, you know... A collector. I'm a collector. <laughs> uh, I've bought the deluxe version. What, what am I getting for the extra two quid? Um, pretty coloured vinyl. Oh, uh, beautiful. Oh, hang on, is it what the vinyl? Oh, one? no, I'm getting the CD. I'm getting the CD. Oh, the CD. Oh, right. Um, you, you get, uh, I, I wrote uh, a musical version of Swallows and Amazons with oh. uh, Tom Morris and Helen Edmondson, and uh, uh, it's the original sort of piano demos on a second <laughs> CD for that. Looks very nice. We're going to sneak like some it. of those out next week. And is there? I, 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 you know, I hate to, but I have to because it was in the papers today. Uh, Father Ted, the musical, is that happening? It is. Oh yeah, totally. It, um, we're, we're a year into the process. Wow. And uh, workshopping next week, and uh, lots of actors singing and dancing, and uh, oh, it's going to be super, very entertaining. <laughs> I love I love your salesman skills. Yeah, it's going to be very entertaining. <laughs> really, you really. Um, that's that's uh, my limit of salesmanship. Well done, good. I'm rubbish. Uh, no, you're not rubbish. Your your, your salesmanship is in the, the beauty of your melodies and uh, your wonderful magical lyrics. Come, uh, <laughs> How is um, how is Thomas Walsh? He's uh, well. He's actually going to have an operation soon, but he's oh. apart from that, he's in tip tops form. Yeah. Okay. Well, I su- oh, he'll be a new man when you next see him. Well, I suppose that keeps him quiet for a little bit. Well, no, it won't. Will a little it? Bit. <laughs> under, under anaesthetic, <laughs> he'll still be wanging on for hours. <laughs> Quite possibly telling people off. Yeah. <laughs> I love Thomas so much. Uh, right. Listen, the album is. Office politics. Where is now? Is is there a best place to get it? I, I'm re- always reluctant to recommend Amazon. Is there a place where you get more cash? Uh, our shop. Uh, just go to the Divine Comedy website, and we will sell it to you. Okay, that's that the, is the place to do it. And that's also uh, that's where there's a list of tour dates as well. You're doing a tour all October, around Europe, yeah. September and October, right? October, yeah, uh, yeah. The um, Apollo in in London. Um, Looking forward to that. It's a big venue. Please come. That's it. Now listen. More salesmanship. Well, no, this is. <laughs> please come. But that is that, that. That's what we used to call back in the day the Hammersmith Odeon. That's I've seen Crosby, Stills and Nash there, and some other old people. That's a that's a big old venue. I saw Kate Bush there. That was one of the, my highlights. Did you, you go? Know? My sister <laughs> went to that. She said it was magic. Yes, I was. I was like that close to Kate's foot when she was being carried, st- sort of stretcher-bearered off at one point. Are you, are you planning anything like that? Her pinky. Are you, you, you planning a big extravaganza? Um, <laughs> I, I think we know well, the answer. We, I don't know what we... Uh, I, haven't, uh, I haven't thought about the live show yet. I'm sure it'll be uh, pretty mental, because they generally are. They're uh, always fun. We'll play lots of tunes, and, and people will have good times. Oh, we had. Yeah. Uh, we came to the last show you did in Manchester. Yes. What a venue. Oh, well, and that was the show. It was, was amazing. Great. I'm glad you could feel it too, <laughs> Neil, because uh, there was a wave yeah, of affection in, in that room. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm. Um, and also... <laughs> Uh, there was a, a, a bunch of old friends from, from Anna, and uh, they all got completely langered. And, uh, <laughs> it, it was the messiest back, you know, 
uh, backstage afterwards. It was ridiculous, but uh, we had a good laugh. Neil, we love you so much, and we love the Divine Comedy, and I'm looking forward to getting this new record. We're going to come and see you in Oxford, I think that's mm -hmm. where we're going to, yeah. Catherine, isn't it? Right. Um, and um, we, we'll see you soon, man. Best of luck with the record. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you to, be, to you both, and thank you for your support. Thank oh, you, Pete. Always, Neil, thank you. Neil Hannon, the Divine Comedy, always support that. The guy is just... One of the best, I but mean... Don't be deceived by that delivery, because he can know. put on a show, that man. And also, it's that voice, man. It's just that voice. I mean... Oh, it's, it's, and also, you know... All right, so you know them from the hits in the mid-90s. But, but check out the albums afterwards, because I would, I would suggest... I would suggest they, are, they, they get better yeah. and better and better. Um, we'll, we'll give you the link to the website and where you can get the record and stuff in a bit. Let's take a quick break. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. <laughs> Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not... That kind of on Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome. Um, lovely Neil Hannon, Divine Comedy. Just I, I'm going to listen to reject. I've had um, Bad Ambassador in my head for ages. We'll play, actually, let's play that after 11. Let's. Uh, uh, regenerate. I think that's from Regeneration. Man, that's a record. And seriously, if you get a chance to go and see one of those live gigs, go, because the place we went to was just crackling, yeah. wasn't it? It was, it was so wonderful. Um, Ridney says, I've decided to have a weekend off and buy an early birthday prezi for Ian and Kath in Shaftesbury, but Firefox and Chrome are giving me the big, big F off. No, you then click on that blue link. You're on the ianlee.com slash event is where you need to go to for all those shows then you click on the date and then within that page you click on there'll be a blue link but i've just retweeted the uh the link for the um tickets for shaftesbury 32 out of 158 are sold so how will we squeeze everyone in <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're only eight quid it's in dorset it's a quarter past two uh, sorry quarter to two in the afternoon don't be tight no don't be tight it's eight quid <laughs> even if you don't fancy coming just chuck us eight quid <laughs> you get this show you get this show for free this radio show is free Oh, for three years we've been doing this, 15 hours a week. It's got to be worth eight quid of anybody's money. So just buy a ticket. Even if you're not going to come, buy a flipping ticket for crying out loud. Right, this next call is going to be a little bit awkward. Um, in fact, the next two calls are going to be a little bit awkward. So? Let's do it. Good evening, Ken. Good evening, Ian and Kath. Thanks for taking my call. It's the last time uh, we will be, because I've made a decision. We've made yes. a decision. Yes. I don't want you to come on my show anymore. Okay, I'll, I'll go along with that. If you just allow me to speak no, tonight. No, I will not allow you to speak tonight. I, 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 I don't... You, you, you spoke about me last night, friend. I need the reply here to tell you what I'm going to do about your discussion last night. Okay, you carry I, on with that then. Go on. Right, I've taken advice on how to respond to your actions, Ian. For banning you from banning you from a radio show? No, no, you're you're you're. Uh, I've heard that you've been uh, attacking me on the internet as well. What have I said now, on the internet? I wrote I wrote a tweet saying I didn't like homophobia. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, I've taken advice. Uh, just tell Ken, me if, one Ken, minute, Ken, if, one no, minute. no, no, Ken. If you're telling me you're taking legal advice, then we can't talk about it on air. So we'll no, leave it there. No, it's not legal advice. It's not legal advice. It's advice. Well, tell me who this advice is from. J. 
Jesus. Okay, Ken. Ken, I'm going to let you go, mate. Love you. Okay, thank you very much, Ken. Listen, I, I, I don't want you coming on the show anymore. I've, I had a long think about it, and I chatted to Catherine about it, and I, I just don't want to let homophobia on the air, but particularly with someone who will not listen to to any challenge, to someone who who, who hears things that, that aren't said. You say I belittle Christians. I don't belittle Christians at all. Put the phone down. I've got a lot of time for Christians. I've got a lot of time for people of faith. I've got a lot of time for humans is what I've got a lot of time for. So, Ken, um, we, we have talked about this and we have decided that we really don't want you on the show anymore. So thank you for your time. I wish you joy. I wish you peace and I wish you luck. But uh, I think we're done. I think we're done. This The, the job of this show... Right, so I would call it the late night alternative. The job of this show is to try and make things a little bit better. That's it. Try and make things a little bit better. It's vague, um, it's general, but that's it. We want to improve people's lives. If we can improve them a lot, great. I think we've improved them by introducing some people to the new Divine Comedy album. Some people wouldn't have known about that. Great. Maybe they'll go and buy that and then they've got an hour's worth of new music. Great. Maybe some people just enjoyed listening to Neil Hannon. Fantastic. Maybe some people hate the Divine Comedy and don't like listening to Neil Hannon. Well, great. We'll have something else for you in a little bit. That's the way this show, the way this show works. Um, Ken is back. Ken, you're, you're on the I air. I forgive you, Ian. I, for, I forgive you, Ian. That's what I call not to tell okay, you. Okay, I, I don't want you. I, okay, Ken, that's great. Ken, you, you, you fade down. I'd love to. I'd love to talk Excuse to you. Me. You're just going to talk at me, and that's part of the problem, Ken. That's part of the problem. Um, I don't forgive homophobia. I'm afraid I, I can forgive people who, who realise that homophobia is wrong. I can forgive that, and they make a change in their life. Uh, but I don't forgive homophobia, and the world is I too. I forgive you, Ken. I, I don't. I, okay, that's great. You do whatever you want. You, you're you're say you're a free man. Maybe you're not. Put the phone down again. Okay. Um, the job of this show is to make the show, make the world just a, like one degree better, like one grain of sand better. And I just worried that having, uh, 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 you know, constant uh, uh, homophobia, that would, I, I just worried that it makes things worse. That's all. Yeah. That's all. So we've decided we're not having Ken on. Alan, you're banned for two weeks. Bye. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. There we go. He took that rather well. He took it very well. Just he's been asleep every time we've gone to him. Every time. Yeah. So he's banned for two weeks. Simple as. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 we've now sold 35 tickets for Dorset now 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 it's looking good now it's looking good 35 tickets for Dorset uh, Shaftesbury um, and I believe that is happening on the 6th of July Saturday the 6th of July at 1.45pm is when it's happening. 35. Wow. Okay, I'll ring ahead and get some emergency chairs. Wowzers. This is, this is, uh, this is absolutely great. I saw a great film today. Great film. I didn't mention it to Neil. Book Smart. You will love it, Catherine. And I was thinking, it's, uh, no spoilers, but it's about two, it's a coming of age movie about two young girls. Have you seen it, Amy? Very funny. It's, it's kind of like, it's sort of like a 21st century pretty in pink. 
Uh-huh, yeah, okay. there's that kind of vibe to it. There's that kind of vibe to it. And it's two um, young women leaving high school and they've spent their whole life studying, studying to get to the best colleges. And then they find out that everybody who hasn't studied and has been partying have also got to the best colleges and they're furious. It's so funny. It's so fun. The first five minutes, I thought, oh, is this going to be too quirky? But actually, I embraced the quirkiness. It was very funny. You know, it's, it, I, I thought it was great. And both the girls in it reminded me of elements of you. Right. Bum lickers, basically. Wow. Bum licks. Wow. Um, creeps. You mean, you mean... Spods. People that did their homework. Spods. Yeah. And it is true, because I didn't do my homework. I'm a star. You did your homework, and you're my assistant. Uh. Right, and that is life. That is life. I'm afraid. Let, that is life. Let me let me tell you. You might be under the wrong impression. Uh, yeah. of me at okay. school because until I was about sixteen, yeah, okay, I was overlooked as uh, as anything other than yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to say it, a boffin. Yeah, a boffin, a spod, a bum lick. Yeah, a teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. A nerd, specky four eyes, no, I didn't wear a loser, a dilbert, wow. a dildo, wow. um, all those things, yeah. Yeah, so uh, maybe <coughs> maybe not all those things. Okay. Um, people looked down on you. Well, people despised you. No, they didn't despise me. People despised you. No, they didn't despise me. When I was about 15... People hated you. I uh, started to develop and suddenly uh, I was, I'm going to say it, hot. Um, yeah. To the point where, when, when I actually finished school, yes, um, people didn't realise that I was a brain box. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. I wasn't listening, so I was just staring at your tits. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing, but it's true. <laughs> anyway. One of the, yeah, one of the crowning moments of my sixth form career, I thought, God, I've finally shaken off the old uh, boffin uh, thing, was when someone took my... Um, Blowjob boil, they called you, no, didn't they? they never called me that. Um, when someone, a, a girl in the year below, was entrusted with taking my uh, papers that they were sending off to the University of Cambridge for my application to the teacher. And she, of course, like any normal person would, she had a good old look through and she, she came over to me and she went, God, Catherine, I didn't realise you were clever. And I thought, yes, I've finally arrived. I finally put that final facade up uh, of uh, someone who is uh, as brainless as then everyone else. Then you, <laughs> you will like this film. Okay. It was so good. And I'd read, I'd not read reviews because I don't really read stuff, um, but I'd read the headlines of reviews. <laughs> And apparently it's like quite a small indie film that has taken a fair bit, that had given some of the bigger releases. They hadn't come close, but they'd certainly given them a little bit of a run for their money. Um, and uh, I, I, I was in this, I was in the cinema. In his, wait, wait, what you, I'll tell you later. Okay. I was in the cinema. I was in hysterics. I was laughing at bits that no one else was laughing about. I'm clever. I'm clever. It makes me clever. Or were you laughing about it because it was me? Uh, I think there was definitely, <laughs> I think there was definitely some of that. No, it was a really good film. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. It was um, a lovely way to spend a couple of hours on my own. Uh, and I've, I haven't been to the cinema on my own for a while. I don't think. I just, I was in London and I, I did a really good, did a really good podcast interview today. Um, it goes out in a week or so. I'll let you know. Uh, I would say it's probably the most uncompromising honest interview I've ever done. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's covering all the usual stuff, but it was, it, they were really nice, really nice guys. And, um, 
uh, it was a really good interview. And I say, I, I, I kind of say stuff that I haven't said before. Not that stuff. But I say some stuff that I haven't said before about my relapse and stuff. It's, okay. a, it's a big old, it's a good old interview. Um, I've done a few of these sort of smaller podcasts recently to help promote the show. Because, as you know, our listening figures were not great. So I did, uh, uh, I put a tweet out saying, if anyone wants me to come on their podcast, they will. And so loads of people who do smaller podcasts... So you don't mean us, do you? Yeah, sure. When do you want to do it? So I've done a couple of really, really good ones. What was the one I tweeted earlier? It was two, um, two, uh, two lads, and it's very, very funny. I will, I'll find it in a bit because it's all, it's all over. I think I retweeted it. Yeah, there's it's, it's lots of stuff. Um, Weird, is it? Uh, uh, anyway, it's good. Um, and I've got, I think I've got two more lined up, and then I haven't got any more. So I might do a few more after the summer. Because it's nice to do. If yeah. we get one listener out of them to this or the rabbit hole or this, ideally, that's what it was for, then um, then we're in. Uh, you can help as well, dear listener. Spread the word. You know, the figures ain't great for this show. I, I think we can turn it around, tell people that we're funny again. We stop being as miserable as we are, a little bit miserable. But we stop being as miserable and the fun, the giggle factory is open for funshine. Uh, we're taking funshine shekels at the giggle factory. <laughs> uh, um, we're, we're taking... Dappy dollars. No, that's not, that doesn't sound so good. We're taking um, uh, ecstatic euros. Yeah. We're taking flipping francs. Yeah. Di, di, we're taking the Deutschmark. <laughs> taking the Deutschmark. Um, yeah. Et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera, so, et cetera. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's go to Raj. Big Raj. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Roger. Roger. I just thought I'd call in and share a little bit of uh, good news. Roger has finally realised he's not actually blind. He's come to terms with being a, a, a scammer and he's going to serve the 18 months with grace and graciousness and then he's going to carry on like a, a, a sighted person. Am I right? <laughs> not quite. You've completed, <laughs> you've completed Elite the video game. Oh, that'll never be completed. All right. Okay. I could complete it if I tried it, but okay. It's so big. Yeah, I'll complete um, it one day. Right, um, as you've mentioned, I'm partially sighted. Well, not blind, but not far, not far off on one eye. Okay. And I've mentioned on the show before that... Now, hang on, there's an echo on your line. Stay there, Roger. Let me just try you... So we had this with Neil. Hang on a second. I'm just going to try and switch you to the other line. Because um, if it's echoey bollocks all night, well, I'm not taking any calls. I thought I heard a bit of an echo. That's better. Oh, that's better. Really? He's been riding the fader for a pop star and, and uh, a benefit scrounger. Anyway, so let's go. There's enough <laughs> of that joke. It's a tedious old joke. <laughs> I'd have been uh, struggling now to find work. It's been a, about a couple to nearly, nearly three years. Yeah, I know. You've been, applying for, you've been applying for a lot of things and you've been getting a lot of knockbacks. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, I applied for something about a week and a half ago. Got an email inviting me for a telephone interview on, was it, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. I had the telephone interview this afternoon. Damn, I was nervous. Yeah, I bet you were. She said, it's, she said uh, my lack of self-confidence did come through. Uh-oh. But... It's something that they could work on, oh. and I've been invited for an interview next week. Yes, mate! Roger's going to be a male escort, everybody! <laughs> Dreams can come true! Oh, I wish. Hey, that's brilliant, man. Now, so what? So, so, you, so they do the first interview on the phone these days, yeah. do they? Yeah. They Ooh. do that a lot for call centres. There's 
see how you sound on the phone. Okay. How you come across on the phone. Uh, and the job is for a call centre, is it? Yeah. And um, and you're going in next week. Going in next week. Yes, one. Right. Well, how can we help? What can we do? Do you want me to? Should we phone oh. you up? <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, yo. Oh. Whoa. 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 Let's. Let's do it. Hang on a second. Right. Hang on a second. We. Oh, no. We are in. Um, hang on a second. Oh, no. Are they going to give you a script? Uh, I honestly, I, I know I'm going to get a few tests. I think there's a, there's going to be a mock. There's going to be a mock call with a... Oh. <laughs> Phone's going, Rog, you better stop talking to your oh. mates, you better answer it. <laughs> I've just knocked my mobile off. <laughs> better answer it, Roger! Oh, you're a... You don't have you don't have phones like that in call centres anymore. I'm hearing a lot of excuses, but you know, if I'm the customer, I'd be thinking I'm not never going to get answered. Answer the phone. <laughs> oh, you're you're a swine, Ian. <laughs> they've they've rung off. You've oh, just lost the sale. <laughs> It's not working in sales, so that's, that's another. That's oh, another it wasn't uh, sales. It, it was the boss. Bonus, because um, it's dealing with. I don't want to hear about your bonus in the workplace. Well, right. Hello. Yes. Do you want to speak to Roger? Um, I'll just pass you on to him now. Roger, it's for you. It's a lady. <laughs> Hello. Is that Roger? Roger. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure of what your role is, Roger. Could you just let me know for a second? Uh, it's, it's just customer service. Okay. I would like you to service me, please, Roger. <laughs> oh, don't do this is to it, me. Is there a problem with that? What, uh, what kind of services can you provide? Well, I can return your dresses if there's out wrong with them. Oh, right, right. There's loads wrong with them. I bought them, um, and the size 10s, but obviously your size 10s must be, must be faulty in some way because um, <laughs> don't appear to be able to do them up over uh, my belly. So, um, could you... Do you do expansion packs for dresses? Expansion. <laughs> or do you do, like, belly belts that you can squash them down with? Oh, oh God, I hope it's not like this on Wednesday. How would you like me to proceed with these faulty dresses? Because, obviously, you know, it's not me, obviously. Um, it's not the, the pies, it's your frocks. So, um, I'm very insulted by your dresses, by the way. So, I've, uh, I have ripped them up a little bit, but can I send them back? Oh, go on, seeing as it's you. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Roger. That was not... That was not great. You do one. Uh, uh, well, oh, the, that was cruel. That was, I hate you both. No, this, this, <laughs> mate, how can you hate us? This is when training. We're, we're helping you. Look, look, luckily, I'm doing. Luckily, I'm doing an interview skills course tomorrow morning. So, well, you, you're gonna, you're gonna need it. You're gonna, you're actually gonna need it. <laughs> okay, well, I well luckily for you, you have a delightful laugh, Roger. It might, <laughs> Thank you. It might Cameron. get you places. That might, that might get you through. But um, I yeah, I was, I was surprised. Oh, Roger, you better pick that up. Phone's going. It's better not be Rainbow George. Hello? Yeah, uh, it's for you, Roger. It's a gentleman. <laughs> Putting you through a caller. One, two, one, two, one, two. Hello? One, two, testing. <laughs> Is that nice? One, two. Hello? Hello, Ian? Hello, Nigel. Hello, who's that? It's Roger. Hello, Roger. I'll You're just right. turn the echo off. Hang on. Is that better? 
that's my daughter. Oh, that was your echo. Uh, yeah, it's me other end, yeah. Um, I'm, not other end. Need to, I'm not sure whether I need to know about your other, your other end, Nigel. You listen to me often, Roger. I've heard you on the radio for probably 20-odd years. You must be tired. Have you really? Like yeah. on the Mike Graham show? Yeah, I can, re- I can remember when you used to, you know, ring the old talk radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, James Brown. Yeah, Second, Nigel, just wait there because we, we're trying to help Roger with with his his, his job. Roger, I, yeah. I I think you're being too chatty with with the callers. I think you need to really um, just be you need to be harder. Can you get hard for me, Roger? No, I can't be hard on Nigel. Roger, can you Roger try and get hard for Nigel? <laughs> you need to get hard for Nigel. He's making him soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get, oh. get hard with Nigel. Get hard. Right. So Nigel's there. Get hard, Roger, and then just get stuck into Nigel. All right. I'm not sure of Nigel's type, to be honest. If, 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 and if you don't like what he's saying, then you just bring him off. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't what are you talk. saying, Ian? So, are you so saying? I'm saying, bring, it, bring you, I'm going to bring you off in a minute. <laughs> I think, but I, I'll serenade him a song. Okay. <laughs> yes, carry but, on. No, when, when someone says, I'm going to serenade him a song, oh, and the other person says, okay, that's then their cue for the first person... To do the serenading. Are you there, Roger? Yes, I'm still here, Nigel. Yeah, do you like that song "I Miss You" by Miley Cyrus? That, that I want. I sung for my mum. That's a nice number. Yeah, I do. Would you like me to do a bit, do a bit for you? Sure. Just a little oh. bit. A little bit for you. A little bit of song. Yeah, just do <laughs> it. We've been saying for the last <laughs> yeah. thirty seconds. Just do it. What do you want? Begging. Oh, we go. I miss you, smile that I may shed a tear every once in a while, and we will know it's different now. You're still here somehow. Now I won't let you go. I need you to know. I miss you, <clears throat> sha la la. I miss you, Roger. <laughs> they used to call me your angel, call me your dreams, and now I'm living out my dreams. How I wish I could be everything that's happening for me. Yeah. You should have brought him off ages ago. Yeah, Roger, exactly. Nigel, thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, <laughs> that, that pause is so tense. It's not Amy's fault who's answering the phones tonight if you ring in. It's the computer. As it gets closer to midnight, it starts racking up the next day's, like, beds and jingles and adverts and stuff. So uh, after midnight, the gaps can be huge. It's so tense. God, it's so tense. It really is, and I'm pleasant. 
feeling. Have you got chat to fate with you tonight? I have. It's oh, it's in the office. Get, get, get it. it after. Get it during the news because we, we we never really got anywhere with that guy who had who was horny in a coffin. I think that's what I took away from it last night. Okay, it was a, a different guy, story from the one I was telling a you. Stiff but... had a stiff no, in his coffin. It... That's certainly what I um, certainly what I took away <laughs> from the uh, story last night. Oh, now there's a story on. Um, the what do they call that thing? Uh, computer. Internet? Yeah, yeah, they do actually. There was a story on the internet. Uh, I read on, on Yahoo. No, 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 no. I read this on the the New York Times. It went to yeah. the New York Times website. The, oh, someone mentioned something to me today, right? Go on. And I get this on my Huawei. Right. Every now and then, it just pops up like news that I don't really care about, and it will say, "Brand new Beach Boys album oh. called Such and Such." Features the songs. Then it lists a load of old songs. Then you click on it, and it doesn't take you anywhere. So you Google it, and there's no thing about it. And I had one the other day, brand new. Bless you. Four Seasons album. And I clicked on it. It didn't take me anywhere. And I Googled it, nothing. And then someone today said, Ian, do you know anything about this new Kinks album called Sunflower? It just popped up on my mum's phone and I can't find anything about it. And I looked at my phone, and it had popped up on my phone. Brand new Kinks album, Sunflower. It listed a load of old songs. Um, and then I Googled it, and there was nothing about it. So what the hell? Does anyone know? This is, I know this is quite niche, right? But what is going on with cheap phones? It's a cheap phone, guys. It's a cheap phone. What is going on with cheap phones that means... We keep getting notifications of heritage artists, that's what we call them, releasing new albums when they're not actually releasing new albums. It's the, it's, I mean, it's not the weirdest thing, the, 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 um, it's not the weirdest thing, um, uh, what would you say the weirdest thing the is? The weirdest thing is I keep getting repeated messages from women I've not spoken to ever before who were very interested in my penis. S what? Yeah. Where? my junk if i go through my junk oh in your trunk they're uh, they're your obsessed with, with helping me out with my old penis that's your email i'm not i mean the weirdest thing i suppose is uh, the weirdest thing is that uh, malaysian flight that disappeared oh that is weird you know what bermuda triangle is uh where people just dis- makes people disappear um do you want to try and do a serious answer because we're actually talking about a serious subject here go on it was set was it now have i got this right it was set up by an advertising company to keep people away from that bit of water or something. Have I got this right? That this one is worth Googling. It's a hoax, is it? But it was set up by like a PR company or something. And then, can I read you something? Please. I'm reading the brilliant Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut. Right, it's a funny book. I've forgotten how brilliant Kurt Vonnegut is. I haven't read this book for years. It's my second favourite Vonnegut book. And um, can I read you something that I think is true? So this is written in 1972, um, and he, I think he was born around about 1930, something like that. Okay. And it's a, it's a story about a, an unknown science fiction writer being invited to a, a festival on the other side of the country, and, and at the same time, um, a car salesman is going insane. It's a great book. I love it. My next wife is going to have to read the entire works of Vonnegut and answer questions on them and rank them uh, in order from uh, 20 to 1. 
and if that order does not match up with my order, then she will not be my next wife. Wow. So your next wife, you want her to be a reader, an intelligent woman. Good luck with that. So this guy, Kilgore Trout, is a science fiction writer in, in, in a lot of uh, Vonnegut's books. And his books are published, in, in, like, his short stories are published in porn mags. Right to pub to to, to that's what they used to do. Short writers yeah, would so used to just read it for the articles, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The illustrations for this book were murky, murky photographs of several white women giving blowjobs to the same black man who, for some reason, wore a Mexican sombrero. At the time he met Dwayne Hoover, this is the guy that's going insane, Trout's most widely distributed book was Plague on Wheels. The publisher didn't change the title. But he obliterated... Now, I think this is true. Not this bit about the book, but I think the fact I'm going to get to, I think it's true. But I didn't, you know, I, I, te- I believe what Vonnegut says. And if you listen, here's something for you scholars. The Vonnegut doesn't mess around. He doesn't add words when he doesn't need to. He just, he just says it. The publisher didn't change the title, but he obliterated most of it and all of Trout's name with a lurid banner which made this promise... Wide open beavers inside. What? Right? Okay. Oh, by the way, look at that. Do you recognise? Do you recognise this? Yes. Thank you. A wide open beaver was a photograph of a woman not wearing underpants and with her legs far apart, so that the mouth of her vagina could be seen. The expression was. F- now, this is where it gets to what I think is the fact. The expression was first used by news photographers who often got to see up women's skirts at accidents and sporting events and from underneath fire escapes and so on. They needed a code word to yell to other newsmen and friendly policemen and firemen and so on to let them know what could be seen in case they wanted to see it. Oh. The word was this, beaver. A beaver was actually a large rodent. It loved water, so it built dams. It looked like this, and there's a picture of a beaver. The sort of beaver which excited news photographers so much looked like this, and it's there. Now, I have no reason to disbelieve that is the origin of that awful... I mean, it's a horrendous phrase. It's horrendous, right? I have no reason to disbelieve that is where that slang for women's genitals came from you want to google it for me you want me to google beaver on your computer yes please hmm. what could possibly go wrong origin of beaver okay well this isn't as bad as i thought it was going to be how beavers build dams rescue beaver loves building dams in his house no don't just open the word beaver though justin beaver <laughs> <laughs> Origin. By the way, have we had, um, since uh, Mark Francois has been in the studio, have we had it fumigated? Have they, have they been in and cleaned it? Because I, I can still, there's still a whiff of bullshit around. How did the word beaver come to be associated with vagina? i tell you what we're going to do. Hold that beaver. This is a tease. This is a classic radio tease, and this is how you get listeners. When we come back after the news... We are going to give you the origin. We're going to, is Kurt Vonnegut right? It's quite literary, the show this evening, and vulgar at the same time. Is all the best literature is vulgar? We know that. We know that. Uh, is Vonnegut right? We're going to get the origin of the word uh, beaver. Uh, and hopefully we're going to get some of your phone calls. Uh, although they sat at, can, can, we need someone to phone up and test if it's our end that's echoey. Because 
Uh, that sounded lousy. We haven't got any phone calls at the moment. You'd be very welcome to join us, dear listener. 0344 499 Cost you pennies at the most, probably free, because Amy will call you straight back. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, only on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Falling in love was the last thing I had on my mind Oh, I forgot I wasn't going to play this. I wasn't going to play the babies. I was going to play Bad Ambassador. Hang on. Hang on a minute. I was going to play Bad Ambassador. Um, um, I think this should be it. Thank you. I do apologise. I do apologise. I do apologise. Like the dead on a bed of roses Me and my lovely wife We're in the prime of life I wanna feel real, wanna free will Wanna steal the show from under their noses I wanna get you off Well ain't that enough I'm gonna have to sail down my ivory tower By myself a jaguar
Oh, man. Neil Hannon, Divine Comedy. So I'm beside playing the babies. We're not going to play the babies. We're going to play that. Anyway, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number you want to give us a call. We are, we are Brexit free. We are Boris Johnson bullshine free. We're all those Muppets free. God, what a depressing day. If you, if you live in the real world, I pop my head up in the real world from time to time, and I put my head up in the real world between 11 and 12 this morning. My God, my God, it was depressing. So I went back to the, to the fantasy world and listened to a podcast with uh, Dean Torrance, giving a really good interview. That's what I did. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. So the story that I read in the New York Times, and it's not really been covered anywhere. There's a little bit in the papers here. It was about the um, fire, the big fire at Universal Music. Do you hear about this? Yes, I did. So there was a fire on the Universal lot, right? About three years. Well, let's read this. Let's, it was about three years ago, right? And it was a big fire, and it was in the paper. A big movie studio had been a fire. But what they didn't say was that the, a warehouse had been destroyed that had the master tapes of some of the greatest music ever recorded. Uh, priceless master tapes of some of the world's best-loved musicians, including Bill Haley. Okay, so, so some good things, you know, it was good that some things went, obviously. And Elton John were destroyed in a blaze, kept secret for 11 years. It was 11 years. Around half a million original recordings of hits went up in smoke, including classics like Haley's Rock Around the Clock. That's fine. We can live with that. If anything, that probably makes the world a bit better, that, that awful song. If only, if only when the, the master tapes of Rock Around the Clock were burnt, every version just disappeared from the universe so we couldn't play it. That would be great. So no Bill Haley. No Bill Haley, because let's be honest, he's awful. It's not rock and roll. Didn't invent rock and roll. He's not rock and roll. He's a country singer. He's a poor country singer. He's a band wagon jumper. They're the worst kind. And yet we celebrate. We celebrate him. No need to celebrate uh, Bill Ailey. He's a band wagon jumper. Uh, and most of Buddy Holly's back catalogue. <clears throat> Master tapes by Elton John, Eric Clapton, The Police, Neil Diamond, The Eagles... And Nirvana were lost forever. Universal Music hid the extent of the 2008 blaze from the public and apparently kept the musicians in the dark too. Hey, it's Neil Diamond. Have you got my master tapes for the Beautiful Noise album? Um, yes, Mr. Diamond. We, we have, we're having a little trouble finding them at the moment, Mr. Diamond. They're a bit busy. Oh, you're breaking up, Mr. Diamond. You're breaking up. Oh, it's good. It's Neil Diamond wants the master tapes for Beautiful Noise. 1979, we haven't got them. They were lost in the fire. Don't know what to do. The official story was that the blaze on Universal's giant lot in Hollywood... Hollywood's... You know Hollywood's not a place. Hmm? It's got a sign, though. It's got a sign. What, was, what did the sign originally say before some of it blew down? Hollywood land. Yeah, Holly, have you seen that? The picture of it? No. It's Google I don't it. know how I know that. That just popped out of my it's head. It's true. I saw the... Google it. It's an amazing picture. It's like the Hollywood sign with land at the end of it. Because that's what it was. Hollywood land. And then I think um, land blew over or something. It, it cost a... In the 60s or 70s, they let it get really run down. Because it cost a fortune to, to keep you know, to keep clean and stuff. So they let it go, look really bad, vandalised, holes in it, letters missing and stuff like that. And then they, late 70s, they redid it, I think. Yeah, because it was just an estate, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Like yeah. 
the official story was the blaze on Universal's giant lot in Hollywood Land. It will always be Hollywood Land to me. Destroyed a video vault with old works, but in a confidential report, Universal admitted a huge musical heritage of 500,000 songs had been lost forever. The truth was reported after a New York Times investigation, which dubbed it the biggest disaster in the history of the music business. Well... Uh, is it that, or is it where Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox hosted the Brits? They're very, very close contenders, Catherine. Very close contenders were the biggest uh, disaster in the history of music. Sure. The fire broke out on June the 1st, 2008, near the 22,000 square foot warehouse. Fire crews were unable to stop it. Among, among the masters destroyed was work by Muddy Waters. Uh, what you think, would you think with, there's a fire going on, Waters would put it out. Good one. Uh, the first commercial recordings of Aretha Franklin. Oh. Other artists whose music was torched include uh, R.E.M., Guns and F in Roses, and uh, Eminem. Publicly, Universal Music said that... Uh, Paul and Alistair say there. That. That's not what Universal Music said publicly. Sorry, I was just... It's fun. We're all cool. We're all cool. We're all, we're all cool. We're all cool. I reckon I'd be really good if I was in a bank and then an armed robbery took place. I would be so good mm. at keeping people alive. Yeah. Ev- whoa, whoa. Everybody cool out. Everybody just cool out. Cool out, cool out, out cool out. So I've got my hands up in the air. So everybody... So this is what I would do, right? If, there, if, I, was in a, if I was in a bank... And there was a, a, a an armed robbery took place. I think I would be really good in that situation. I think that's the kind of situation I would I would thrive in, yeah. right? Because the, the armed robbers would come in and they'd um, put the masks on. They they lock the door and get the guard, the old guard, to put put the blinds down. This is a stick up. Yeah, this is a stick up. And you'd go not the face, not the face. Shut up, Catherine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The I, face I, is my fortune. No, sh- please be quiet. Please be. I would. Cut, I would calm down. I have my hands up. My hands would be up. Everyone, everyone, just cool out. Cool out. We're going to do exactly. I'm going to talk slowly in slow gestures. We're going to do exactly what you say. The the people, the bank tellers. I'm just going to turn my back. The bank tellers are going to do exactly what they say. No, it's just money. No, it's not worth. And so they'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. They'd be pointing the gun in the chest. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no need for that. No need for that. We're going to, what can what can I do to help you? Then I would fall to the floor. I'd trip yeah. over. i pull out the gun I carry. Shoot them all. I'm, yeah, okay, I'm shooting fast and loose, okay? I might injure, I might injure or kill the, the guard. They're, they're for... They might. They're shooting fast and loose. They're panicked. There's blood in their eyes. Sure, maybe five, six, six innocent bystanders get 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 injured or, or or even killed, but they would not be taking one penny out of that bank vault that does not belong to them. You want to take money out of that bank? You open an account there, all right? And you just open an account of whoppas and pain. No one messes with me. No one messes around in my branch of Barclays. Nobody. I would sort that out. So bad. And I'd get a £20,000 reward. And I would give £2,000 of that to a children's charity. So that is how I would deal with a bank robbery situation. I think I've got, I just think I've got the right temperament for it. Hmm. Yeah? What time was that? I've got to send that to... <laughs> that was to 11 minutes past There 11. we go. You'll be seeing that on Twitter a lot. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the, the nod at the end, it's Oliver Hardy, not Rick Mail. Although... I see the similarities. Um, uh, publicly, Universal Music said there were other copies. Oh, 
or digital backups of the masters, but in private, executives acknowledge the truth. Oh, so they said there were backups, but they didn't. The West Coast, an internal assessment published by the company, or kept private by the company in 2009, said the West Coast vault perished in its entirety. Lost in its fire was undoubtedly a huge musical heritage. Uh, the monetary loss of the tapes is £118 million. The historical loss is incalculable. Master recordings can contain songs that have never been released. They also have multi-track recordings of songs on which... We know what, the, what that means. Um, uh, the New York Times said Universal has avoided a public row with the artists whose music was lost because they probably have no idea about it. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Ian. How are you, man? I'm very, very well, Paul. I'm feeling very powerful tonight. I'm feeling powerful. Good man. Catherine, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm hoping that Ian and I don't visit any banks together anytime soon. I'm going to give yeah, you a... F- here's a full list of everything that was lost. I'm going to read it out. This might take some time. Go on. Um, well, hang on a minute. Someone sent me a link to a full list. Um, but then there isn't... Uh, I mean, most of the acts are crap. The Soundgarden, Tupac, Sonic Youth, Queen Latifah, Snoop Dogg, Barry White, Yoko Ono, anybody? Oh. Oh, the Carpenters. Oh, Cat Stevens. Oh, the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, Baby King. Um, I think we'll be all right. Maybe it's not such a big deal. What can we do for you, Paul? I'm just calling to say hi, really, mate. Um, oh. I, I, I do have a couple of things, but I just can't, I can't decide what to talk to you about, really. Oh, stop. There, there's the, well, there's the serious stuff. There's like the, um, there's a Shakespeare conspiracy, um, which, which I've been uh, kind of following, which is interesting. Go on, then. What's the connection between the Shakespeare conspiracy and the monkeys? Oh. It's a good one. Go on. The guy, the guy, one of the people leading the Shakespeare conspiracy is a guy mm-hmm. that used to work with Davy Jones. But I can't but saying uh, that I can't remember what, what the Shakespeare conspiracy is. He thought that there was like a secret text hidden in a church and he did a concert in a church and at one point he made all of the lights go out so that he could get inside this secret vault and get this secret text out. Does that make does that mean anything to you, Paul? That's that's somewhat um yeah, making sense. There's, there's lots of like codes and things going on and, and churches come into it quite a bit as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it seems really interesting. But well, there's a, a place called Oak Oak Island, the you of Oak Island? No. Oh, it's good, man. I've, I've, there's a whole, like... No, well, no, 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 don't, no, no, don't, don't have a go Google it, watch the History Channel. Tell us about it. Is this to do with okay. the Shakespeare thing? This is to do with Shakespeare, right, yeah. tell so us I don't it. know anything about this. Exactly. So start at the very beginning. So the idea, right, is that, um, that the first folio, which came out about about ten years after Shakespeare's death, right, it was, it was published by... Um, Actors that, that that he worked with and friends that he had who were also writers, people like Ben Johnson and so on as well, and they published all of his collected works because people were ripping him off and they were, you know, Shakespeare died in sixteen sixteen, but they were still um, selling his sort of like bootleg copies yes. of his plays. So the the thought is that there's loads of clues inside the first folio, right, which is which point to the fact that Shakespeare didn't write the plays. Well, what what clues? Because I don't, I don't like, I don't buy clues. I don't I, buy. I know. There are a load of clues that Paul McCartney is dead. You know, I don't buy clues. Yeah, Why know. don't people just say these things outright? I, do you know what? I, I, I know exactly what you mean. But the, I think the, the reason why it wasn't spelled out right was because the, uh, the person who was supposed to be behind it was Francis Bacon. And Francis Bacon was apparently, and I love the word apparently in a mystery story, 
but was apparently one of um, that generation's Knights Templar. That's where the story goes. Okay. Right. So this, th- th- there are lots and lots of these clues anyway, which, which shows that um, the number two comes up a lot, and the number, I think it was 53, which was um, a Templar number, and 106 comes up a lot, which is Membership another Templar as number. Well. Membership cards as well. Membership cards. Do you know what? I'm, I, I'm number 51. So there you I'm go, you see. Off. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, number 53 apparently was a, was a, a big number for them, and it's all to do with like these, um, these you know, what were they, A squared, B squared, C squared, triangles. And yeah. Things, right? Lots of stuff going on anyway. But I was watching it at first, this, this documentary on YouTube, right? And it was like... On YouTube. Hang on a minute. Ar- argument, argument completely flawed here. I was watching the documentary on, <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube. Okay. But they do so much fact-checking <laughs> on that channel, don't they? <laughs> no, but genuinely, right? The guy who's, who's run this documentary was doing it as part of... I think he was doing it as part of his... A, like a, a, a Shakespearean expert, right. and he was completely of the view that um, that this guy who would come up with this idea, these, uh, this guy called Petter something or other, um, was 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 just an, a nut job and a, a crackpot and, and had nothing to it. So he, it starts off with with uh, this student. Um, Is anybody just, following it, this? Are you following this, Catherine? I, no. I'm barely following this. Uh, Maybe I need to watch more YouTube. Class, but I don't, I don't understand what you're saying to me. Right, well... What is the basic theory is that Shakespeare... There are clues that Shakespeare didn't write the Shakespeare? Yeah, yeah. Right. And then it, and then it goes on to say where this... Um, that, that, that the plays and the original manuscripts... Because like, there's, there's no writing in Shakespeare's hand apart from, like, 14 words. So we've got Shakespeare's name written six times. Like John, John Shakespeare, yeah. <laughs> that was his old man, that was. Right. And then we've got um, the word by and me. So by me, William Shakespeare. And we've got that. That's the only 14 words we've got. Uh, so. We've got. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, what the, the are record, you talking about? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but I'm getting there, I think. I think I'm getting there. Give me a minute. We finish at right. one o'clock, man. <laughs> <laughs> they reckon, anyway, right, that they'd stored all of these manuscripts in Mercury. Because Mercury would um, would protect the paper. They put them on another planet. Sort of, sort of. Right. But they've shipped them right, and they've they managed to find these coordinates. Now the coordinates were, were done through codes and stuff as well. But anyway, right, the coordinates are for a place called Oak Island. Yes. Now Oak Island um, is, I think, it's Nova Scotia way. I don't really know. But anyway. Mm. Um, there's there's a lot of guessing so going on they here. They go yeah. all the way to I, America, I, is this correct? I, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Someone who was writing in Warwickshire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but Oak Island is very, very famous for having hidden treasure anyway. Famous very, for having hidden treasure? Well, not, not genuinely, no, seriously. Oh, okay, they've, mate. They've, they've, they've been looking for hidden treasure for like, I think it's 223 years, right? And the History Channel have got like six series now of, of these, these people who are digging up this treasure, you know, trying to find it. And they found there's it. A, a, there's an apparent, like, money pit and so on. But what... <laughs> they reckon that the... All the, the Templar stuff... and Please, the please make this end. At a, oh, honest to God. At a place called Mercy. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Mercy is probably the best place to start. You want, you want, I don't know. Just go check it out. I, right, I, thanks very much for your call. I won't. Um, <laughs> thank you, Paul. It's a complicated they, thing to explain, but thank you very much. There's been speculation for years that he didn't yeah. uh, either didn't write his own stuff or that he uh, nicked other people's work. But the thing was, he was writing things for public mass entertainment, and so a lot of the stories wouldn't have been original anyway. And 
Well, here's the thing as well. Here's the thing that people need to accept. And they need to accept this. This is, this is the, the, the theory I have about Shakespeare, okay? It's slightly controversial. He's rubbish. No. He's boring. No, he's not. He, oh, you doth protesteth, mine lady. He's boring. Oh, what is this? A comedy or a tragedy? It's a tragedy. All right, I'll be wake me up when it's done. What, what is this? A comedy? Oh, this one's a comedy. All right, where are the laughs? Oh, you've, you've had 20 in the first the first five minutes. Well, they weren't very funny. I didn't get them. Have you ever seen one? Have you ever yes, seen I have. Yes, I have. What do you think I'm a... What do you think I'm a philistine? Do you think I'm an American? Which one did you see? I saw Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, did you? Yeah, I've been That's in Much Ado... That's a good one. I've been in Much Ado About did Nothing. Did you watch it, though, then? Did what? Did you watch it, though? Or were you just in it? Are you ecked up? You got, did you watch it? Get watch it. Ad hominem attack. Did you I watch not, it? Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you dare call me uh, an ad hominem. I respect whatever anybody's sexuality is, their gender. That That is out of order. That is libel. Distraction. Did you watch it or did you just learn the sounds that you were supposed to make? No, I watched it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been and seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been and seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen, um, um, like, another one and it had... Oh, I saw um, Uranus. What? I saw Uranus. No. With Charles Dance in it. What? Charles Dance was in Uranus. No. Yeah, he was. I saw Charles Dance. Oh, I went on a school trip to see Charles Dance in Uranus. A school trip? Yes. Charles Dance in Uranus. That's the play. It's a famous play. It's a famous play. Coriolanus. I'm so sorry. I saw Charles Dance in Coriolanus. I do apologise. That sounded vulgar and that was unnecessary and I apologise. It sounded like there was an actor in my bottom and I didn't know about I didn't, it. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. As that would be embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but you got, what have you got to do to make it in showbiz, you know? I, don't know. Uh, I saw Charles Dance in Coriolanus. Boring. I saw like an all-black production of another Shakespeare play. It had a guy from EastEnders in it and Derek Griffiths. Boring. Boring. I had all the components of being a winner, that one. It I'm was, surprised. It was boring. Here's the problem. Here's, hang on, I'm going to say that. Here's the problem. Uh, Shakespeare is dull. And this guy's going to agree with me. Good evening, Steve. You're live on the air. Um, I'm live on the air, am I? Yes, you are, Steve. You're live on the radio right now. Right. Could you tell me why a working man would ever think of voting Conservative, and especially for that man, Boris Johnson. Uh, we're talking about um, Shakespeare not being very good. Yes. He's overrated, well, isn't he? Shakespeare? Shakespeare, overrated. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He's good, but overrated, No, yeah. I, I don't think he's even good. I think he's boring. I can't understand it. The jokes are awful. They're not, he's yeah. not as good. I tell you what's better than Shakespeare. I tell you what's better than Shakespeare. Mrs. Brown's Boys. Now, that is funny. That is funny, yes. Steve, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because yes. here's a bit of trivia about Mrs. Brown's Boys. I only learned this the other day. You know Mrs. Brown? Yes. It's a fella. Yes. It's a fella. Yes. And that is genius. I did not know that. And I love no, I it. Didn't. Be- you didn't know it. Yep. Mrs. Brown is played by a bloke. Well... That is brilliant. It's funny you should mention that, because in Shakespearean plays, in those times, a lot of the men would be playing women. Yeah, because they stole it from Mrs. Brown's boys, obviously. So, what I think we've established here, Steve, and I'm glad you're backing me up on this, is that A, Mrs. Brown is is played by uh, a man, and B, Mrs. Brown's boys is infinitely better than Shakespeare. 
You agree yeah. with me, Steve? Yeah, I do. Thank you so much Thanks, for your call, Steve. Steve. I really appreciate it. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Good evening, Alistair. Oh, evening, Ian. Evening, Kath. How are you both? Alistair, it's very nice to talk to you. Now, the last time it's we spoke nice to, to, you to you was yeah. a few weeks ago when we were in Manchester and you phoned up. Yeah. And we hadn't spoken to you for a while because we had a little, you know, little, we had words yeah. on the radio. And you phoned us up during the rabbit hole in Manchester and it was nice to hear your voice. It was even nicer to hear the words that you were two weeks, I think it was, sober at that point. That's correct. How, how's it going now? Still sober. Yes. How long have we got under your belt? We got uh, six weeks. Yeah! <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me. We need a spontaneous uh, <laughs> celebration. Here we go. There we go. Here we go. You get three feeling hearts. That's that. That's how excited we are. Well, one for every fortnight. Well done, man. Congratulations on on uh, six weeks. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I've been going to. Uh, Two AA meetings a week. Beautiful. Um, and you were absolutely right in when you said to me, get to a meeting, man. Um, and not only is it just the the love that you actually feel in those meetings, mm. but I've been reading the literature around it as well, yep. and the 12 steps and this, that and the other. And it's starting to make me a better person, yep. generally. It's absolutely superb stuff. I am, it really is. Uh, got a nice little warm... Kath's misting up. Not exaggerating, Kath's misting up there. See a little tear. Oh. I've got a warm little tingle in my stomach, and I know that... I've got a big grin on my face as well, actually, and I know that there'll be a lot of uh, people listening, punching the air. It's not a done deal yet. It's not a done deal it's yet. Not, it's still very well, early days. Not, Here's the thing, I think... I, the, the 12 steps are great, and I haven't done them for a while, and I'm kind of... I'm, I've just done step two. I've got to read step one and two to my new sponsor. Um, but I think everyone should do the 12 steps because it just, it just helps yeah. you sort your life out. Here's the thing. Russell Brand has written yeah. um, his kind of version of it and it's applicable to everyone. Yeah. Everyone's got a thing, you know, whether it's uh, you feel miserable so you eat or you drink too much wine or you lash out at people or you buy stuff you don't want. Everyone's got a thing, a kind of coping mechanism that actually could become a problem. And, yeah. um, you know, if you're honest with yourself everyone could be just a little bit better. And I think that the 12 steps, there's something magical about them, but they seem, it's actually really simple. But you just got to mm-hmm. do the work by the looks of it. And, and, the, and doing the work is the hard bit. And I'm really impressed. I'm thrilled to bits. Oh, and thanks, Kath. I could I really cry. I could that. really cry because, you know, we, we knew that you had it in you, but um, it, it's bloody hard work and, and I'm really impressed. Dead thrilled, man. Dead thrilled. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I've been chuckling away. Uh, by the way, to you talking about Shakespeare being boring, because I think you're right. He's rubbish. <laughs> That's outrageous. Okay, I'll take everything back that I just said. He's rubbish. <laughs> Dale doth, my lady doth licketh my loveth pump. What? <laughs> well, it's all, it's all supposed to be filthy, but it's not there filthy. Are some filthy bits. No, there's not. Mm-hmm. There's not. Let me show me your bottom. The, the, you, do you know Bottom from A Midsummer Night's Dream? Um, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's just. 
We get it. It was a long time ago. It was the first, they were the first plays ever written, the first plays ever written and performed anywhere in the world. No. We get that. They're, histo- they're historical. But do you know what? Um, I would say the, the first Police Academy movie is not the best. I would actually say the best is Police Academy 6. Controversial. They got better as they went on and then they went down again. So the first plays aren't going to be, aren't going to be good. They're not going to be good. The first plays ever performed anywhere in the world. Written by, um, John, Sh- uh, Win- William Shakespeare. They're not going to be good plays and they're not good plays. They're lousy plays and that is fine to admit. Oh, something's old. So it's good. Well, do you know what? I didn't like Bruce Forsyth. Oh. And he was old. Didn't think I was going to argue them, with you, but I didn't. I always found Forsyth. them a bit dense, really, and I couldn't really understand. Don't, uh, please don't call Bruce Forsyth dense. Uh, I'm Alistair. Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Cause I was going to say it's a bit too soon for, to be slagging off Forsyth in that such yeah. crude terms. I mean, we understand that maybe it's not your style of uh, in, entertainment, no, but you know, there's no need no. to get personal about um, it. Can I mention someone else in quick gear change? Yeah, um, of course. You have can. you heard of? I've read this in a Guardian article today. Okay. About a Steven Spielberg series that's coming out. I think in 2020, and apparently it's, it's a horror thing. Oh, uh, an anthology series, yeah. And it's called After Dark. Ooh. And apparently it's going to be only on a platform that you can watch it after dark. Ooh, that's so scary. Oh, is it a bit blue? Is it a blue? Uh, uh, horror. Horror, oh, right, okay. horror bluey. Horror, horror, I'd watch a horror bluey. But it was really funny the way The Guardian writer had oh. written it because it was sort of taking the mickey a bit, saying, well, Maybe they'll get a, a program which is like good for first thing in the morning, oh. or you know, on a Thursday afternoon. So it's really taking. The well, they've got the the, the um, thing for a Thursday afternoon is doctors. That's a great, the best thing to watch <laughs> in the afternoon. But how will they know it's dark? You could just close the curtains. Well, apparently, you put the, the this app goes on your phone. Obviously, your phone's got a clock on it, and it will only work after dark. Spielberg's one of the worst human yeah. beings this this planet has ever created. Name one, <laughs> name one good film Steven Spielberg has done. One. Can't I do it. Can't I think do it. The, well, I can't remember the name of it. It's just terrible. That's what, how boring it was. The, the one about the Jews. The one about the Jews. You mean Schindler's <laughs> List? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to put that to one side, right? Even though it's All black right. and white and we've got colour now, so. But uh, uh, th- th- he's not done one... Good film. Um, Spielberg is the modern-day Shakespeare in that he's dense. He's <laughs> dense and he's boring and he's overrated. Overblown, agreed. Thank you very much. Alistair, it's great to hear from you. Looking forward to more calls. Let's go to Ray. Good evening, Ray. Good evening. Good evening, Ray. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I was going to talk about something else, but um, you, you brought it up, so I've now got to discuss it. Uh, Shakespeare, Shakespeare is boring. Oh. As, as is Mrs. Brown's boys. Well, no, Mrs. Brown's rubbish. boys. No, it's not a load of rubbish. You can't just come on. Here's the thing. What I hate is I hate this is these sweeping statements. Mrs. Brown's boys is rubbish. Yeah, Shakespeare is terrible. Well, Shakespeare is rubbish, no. right? Yeah, but he's terrible. No. But Mrs. Brown, the thing about Mrs. Brown's boys is you can't just do a sweeping statement about Mrs. Brown's boys because there's so many different series of it. There's Christmas Ooh. specials. There's live shows. It's more than just one one thing. So, I'm not going to allow you, Ray, to do a sweeping statement about something as all-encompassing. It, it com- encompasses comedy, that is funny, tragedy, that is funny, bloke playing a woman, which is always funny, and there's some great actors in it. And then that, about- Shakespeare hasn't got that. I was going to say, that sounds exactly like Shakespeare. No. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. No, Shakespeare hasn't got yeah. any of that in. Uh, yeah. Well, it still no, has. Well, no, right. Hang on, Ray, you were saying that Shakespeare was rubbish. 
I, exactly, yeah. Right, but, we'll get to stop there. Right, so you're judging something that was just popular humour. You're being a, you're being a snob, actually, because Shakespeare was writing that for the masses. He wasn't writing it for you to sit there well, hang on, on your high horse hang on a minute. and say it was boring. Hang on a minute, don't quote Shakespeare at me. I'm not on my high horse. You're supposed to go there and get and get trolleyed and do a wee right. in the pit while you were watching it. Here's the thing, mm? right? Shakespeare wrote for the masses, did yeah. he? What channel was it on? What channel was it on? Oh, oh, sorry. It was it was in the the Globe the Globe Theatre. Oh, right. So what 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 audience does that hold? Oh, sorry. It holds about one hundred and fifty. The masses, you say? You haven't got a clue, mate. That's it. Bring me your huddled masses. Shut up. Bring me your huddled masses, but only if they be one hundred and fifty. No, I want it on BBC One. Bring me your huddled masses. Is the is Lady Liberty? What are you on about? Uh, well, it's one of his plays, exactly. I'm what? quoting one of his plays. Huh? I'm cleverer than you think. What? Yes, Ray, thank you for backing me up there. Catherine? Sorry, I can't hear you. You're so muffled. <laughs> you are. If, I'll, I'll let you choose mm. any Shakespeare play. I'm and, getting every third word. Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Uh, which is funny. Uh, Have you finished talking? I'm just hearing... Right, now you're... Right, thank you, Ray. I apologise for that. That was out of order. You have just sunk to a very low level. Thank you. You've just literally put your fingers on your lips and gone... That is the level we've, we've sunk to now. It's, it's entertainment for the masses. The bard would be proud. Who's bard? Oh, God. Who have you barred now? Without telling me. No, 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 no. You're not barred, Ray. I've not barred Ray. Ray's welcome to call in any time he wants. He's not barred. Well, you say welcome. Well, he's not welcome. It's Philip, but he's not barred. I, I barred people. Oh, yeah? I barred you in a minute. What? Yeah. That sounds like a threat. I feel threatened. Charles dancing Uranus. Let's go to... Ooh. Slightly anonymous secret drug addict. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. How's it going? You good? Yeah, very, very now, good. there is a voice I didn't expect. You thought it was going to be Butch? Yeah. Cockney, <laughs> gang, gangland, yeah. cocaine, ex-cocaine dealer. Yeah, I did, but um, it's very nice to hear it. Thanks for giving us yeah, a ring. You're welcome. Yeah, sadly, it's not that, uh, not that exciting, do you know what I mean? It is um, exciting. And you've got, uh, you're marking a big birthday. I am. I'm, I mean, I feel a bit bad because I was literally about to call in when the fellow before me called in. Yeah. And announced he was like a couple of weeks sober. Yeah, six weeks, and man. Six feel, weeks. Now I feel, yeah, now I feel like a dick, sort of story topping him. But I'm I'm 14 years today. Yes! Round of applause. Give him the celebration. Uh, what's, oh, hang on a minute. And we got we got to celebrate. This is this is not actually this is not um, this does not follow the NA literature. But oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. There we go. Well done. You get you get a feeling hot, man. Hey, congratulations! And, and I'm a first-time caller, so do I get the bell? Oh, flipping. get the bell out quick! Hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on we a weren't minute. expecting any first timers tonight. Here we go. There you go. Um, <laughs> hey, that's brilliant news, man. Congratulations. Now here's the thing. Thank can, you. Can I now? Can I be honest? Right? Yeah. I, fe I feel jealous when I hear that. I feel jealous because I should be 14. Yeah, and and uh, this isn't in any way belittling your achievement at all. Yeah, yeah, This no, is my knee-jerk, this is my knee-jerk thing. We're talking a lot recently about knee-jerks and first thoughts and now, as long as you get to the second thought, the first one doesn't really count. But there's a bit of me, even though I'm 15 months now, that thinks fantastic. I should... Yeah, is, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. But because I had a little three-month, you know, um, the, 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 I just went and did some more um, studying... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a bit of me going, oh man, 14 years, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter though, it just, um, I'm just sharing that because I know you'll get it, SDA. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, I mean, I think though, it's, you know, it's better to have 15 months of yeah. good recovery than 
you know, years of sort of sitting in the pain. And oh, the, yeah, the, the last couple of years. Do you know what I mean? The last couple of years were, were it was, uh, it, 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 I could, I, sh- I should have known where it was going. I should have picked up signals. 14 years, uh, you, uh, do, do you want to share with people how you do it? Because we get a lot of people listening who are struggling. Alistair, who you just heard, has been struggling for a long, long time. I think pretty much since day one of us doing this show three years ago. And he's he's finally... Uh, well, no, not finally. He's always been making progress, and, and that progress has led him to six weeks sober now. Six weeks, you, yeah. you do it through meetings? Yeah, I mean, I mean I've, I mean, I've done lots of stuff over the years, from sort of, you know, cognitive therapy to, you know, uh, local drug services and all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, auricular thera- um, uh, acupuncture, all the kind of stuff they throw at you. Yeah. But 12, I mean, 12-step recovery in Narcotics Anonymous was the, the one thing for me, I suppose, that... Um, that kind of it all fell into place, and I understood what uh, you know what being an addict meant, and you know how to sort of navigate my way out of that. And and also as well, I think you know it was the um, it was the social side of it, as well as the sort of all the step work and the meetings. And I think you know when you end up in, in you know deep in addiction, yeah. you're, you're, all you're doing is hanging out with people like yourself. Yeah. So you know, I go to meetings, and suddenly I'm making friends with people that don't use drugs. And then I'm doing stuff with them, and we're going out having sober fun. <laughs> See, <laughs> you know you're I mean? right. Being surrounded by 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 people who are clean is great. Because I mean, when I, at the end of my using it was it was uh, we wait for the dealers come round, and then he'd come in and want to talk for a bit. And I'm just thinking, just go, man, just go. Because I'm wolfing this got, down. Left the drugs. Can yeah, you leave, just please? go. I don't want to talk to you, and I don't want to share it with you. I'm, I want to I want to wolf <laughs> this. But I can't. I struggle with the social stuff in the meetings, and I always have. I always have. I, I, I as soon as it's done. I made a few friends in recovery, and but they've kind of moved away, you know, from the area, and yeah. also some of them have moved away from recovery. And as soon as it's done, and we've, you know, you've done the serenity prayer, and we've had the hugs, I'm out, and I, I've never been able to do that. Saying that, I did it at a meeting the other day, actually, but I struggle with that. I, I never go for coffee afterwards. I haven't for about eight years because I just I struggle with that, man. And a lot of addicts do. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think, you know, it's that, I mean, people that are friends of mine are people I sponsor, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, I try and encourage it. I think that it's, I think it's invaluable because when it gets to this time of night and yeah. you're sort of sitting in it, yeah. you, you know, you need someone to call. Yeah, yeah, You're not yeah, going to call someone you're not friends with. You're not going to call someone you're not comfortable with. Yeah. So if you've got that sort of support network, even if it's like during the day, on a Sunday, you're a bit lost and you're yeah. going to go, do you know what, do you fancy like going and doing something? Do you fancy meeting up for coffee? If you're not, if you haven't got that kind of stuff in the bank, yeah. you're not going to ask them. Do, do you know what I mean? It's, and it's difficult, I think, to you know be honest or get vulnerable with people that you don't know or trust. Mm. Is be- I, I just, is, yeah, is, this, this is this is better, isn't it, than than what it was? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I you know my background was the the music industry, and yeah. it started off all very glamorous. You know, I'm sure yours was just, you know came from a, a media background as well. There's you know, a bit of out that. the ground show and. The Met Bar and Browns and all those well, well, wine bar. I, I went to the Groucho <laughs> twice and it was horrendous. <laughs> so it was like, just the worst, yeah. isn't it? It just really is. But um, and then yeah, it kind of it ends up with me, you know, in a house, you know, with people sort of overdosing and wow. it just just crap. Do you know what I mean? And now it's like yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, people. I tell people now that you know I'm a drug addict or you know cause I'm really transparent about it. In on Twitter, I'm, you know, the secret drug addict, but that's only because I want to keep a little bit of myself sort of for myself. In, my, in, the, in the real world, I'm very transparent about my, yeah. my issues, do you know what I mean? And people, they, they don't believe me. 
you sort of go, oh, this happened, or that happened, or, you know, I used to have a problem with this drug, and da da da. And I think I'm so far, you know, they, what they see now is so far removed from that. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I mean I've put, I put weight on, as you do. One of the things I don't tell you about in recovery is you're going to get fat. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's I mean? the thing. It turns out, you know, the cocaine diet is great, man. You lose a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> it keeps you looking young. <laughs> it keeps you looking like a skeleton when, uh, by the end for me. But, but yeah, you do. You put on weight because you get an appetite and you, 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 you start eating stuff. Could, did you ever do that thing? I knew loads of people in recovery who shifted their focus from drugs to, to going to the gym or running. And I could never do that. I could never, I would try the gym and everyone else was like, yeah, go to the gym, man. It's great. I'm addicted, I'm addicted to the gym now, man. And I would go and I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was never really for me. Football was the one thing right. that I, um, I, even in, in the, in the worst of my addiction, I'd turn up at football, you know, I'd turn up for football on the Tuesday. I'd been up, you know, all night. I'd be, still be drinking as I'm warming up. Wow. And I, mate. So that, you know, that was the, yeah. <laughs> That was the one thing that, that throughout my, my, addiction, my addiction and into recovery, I kind of yeah. kept up, do you, do you know what I mean? But other than that, it was, yeah, the gym and all that kind of stuff is not really... But you see it, though, you see it in me, you see people there talking about how well they are now and they're at the gym seven times a week or they're... You know, they're shopping compulsively. And oh, it shifts. I mean, it's all healthy stuff, but there you know, was a big fad, and I was part of it. People coming in with their, you know, supersized lattes and stuff. You know, and just, yeah. there was a lot. There was a lot of coffee going on. I remember when I started, you could smoke in meetings. I remember meeting in Finsbury <laughs> Park uh, above a, in a, a Thursday one. It was a Thursday, and I think it might have been yeah. a Saturday as well. And it was upstairs, and it was upstairs in a church, I think. And you could smoke in there. Oh my God, man. Oh my God, the stench of it was. Uh, but then I got free from cigarettes like five months later as well, which was incredible. It took me a couple of years to get off the cigarettes. Yeah, that's a but big then, one. I mean, that, that, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was huge. I mean, again, it was that kind of social stuff, though. It was like everyone would be outside smoking. Yeah. And you kind of go, I want, you know, I, you know, what am I missing out on? I want to be, you know, I want to be friends with these people. So you kind of sidle over to them and go, oh, have, you got, have you got a spare cigarette? Yeah. And so you end up sort of smoking more. It's like, if, you ever, if I ever go to a... I, I don't really do it that much. So I go to conventions or whatever, and you kind of go, well, I'm not sure where we're going. Can you, is, that, is that the place over there? And if there's, like, 50 people outside smoking with, you know, generally with tattoos <laughs> or Stone Island jackets, you know that you're in the right... You're, you're absolutely definitely, uh, definitely over there. You can... Uh, I, I went to a meeting this week I hadn't been to before, and I was kind of... I couldn't find it. And then I just saw two people who looked like perfectly, you know, decent people, and they had a bit clean something, but you can just tell that... They're one of us, and so I just followed yeah. them. And what a surprise! They took me to the right place. You know, you can just, <laughs> you can just tell. There's a vibe. There's a look. There's a smell. There's something um, that, that yeah. sets us apart. I think. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so how are you finding recovery now, then? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all right. I, I'm, I'm, you know, struggling with other stuff. I'm struggling around sex. I'm struggling around food. I'm struggling around buying crap online. But I've given Catherine my eBay login, and she's changed the password, so I can't get on eBay. It's nuts, <laughs> isn't it? I'm the key master. I'm, oh, I'm the worst at eBay. It's like two in the morning. Yeah. I've like, got work the next day, and I'm, I'm, on, I'm in a bidding war for like, yeah. a, ta a Taylor Swift t-shirt. or <laughs> <laughs> Like, seriously, it was like I got outbid on one and got so angry, I ended up bidding on two others and bidding like insane money. And I won the, I got these two Taylor Swift t-shirts, exactly the same. 
Yeah, that'll learn that first guy that beat you in the bidding yeah, that, war. That, that'll teach him, do you know what I mean? I've got more disposable cash than him. But it's, it's going uh, all right. I, I've just started with a really good therapist who's an addiction specialist to work around the sex stuff. I got uh, a, a new sponsor who's just got back from holiday, and I'm gonna, I, I did steps one and two with another sponsor, but I'm going to go through them with him, read them to him, yeah. and then crack on with step three. It's all, um, I gave a chair this week for the first time in age. I haven't done that for oh, a year. You? Yeah. What it was, uh, I don't know, what, what day was it? Was it Monday or Tuesday? I don't know where was we it are. Yesterday? It was yesterday. It was yesterday, Westminster. I can't, I don't know that one. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't know before. It was nice meditation. Nice meditation. That's what we needed. I don't like the meetings. So oh, do you know? Sort of uncomfortable, quietness. I love it. Uh, oh, I love it. I love the silence. I love the silence and I love it when someone goes, yeah, right, I'm going to speak up because I hate the silence. I'm going, yes, man, <laughs> yes, you've been bullied into it. Yes, generally it's a mental. It's like they're the best ones. I mean, there used to be a, an AA meeting, a Saturday night AA meeting at the Angel late night. Yeah. And it was, you just get some, like, just some great characters in there. There was one guy who, when he, when he, when he, when he talked, he, was, he would share analogies from films, like, but only from films. They would talk about how he was, a bit like taxi driver, uh -oh. and then this happened, uh -oh. and it was just you just be waiting for him to go. No, if he, he turned up and go, he's not here. I'm going home. Do you know what I mean? It was just <laughs> he, he was brilliant. I, lo I love it. I love the madness of uh, and the anarchy of it. What is that podcast I saw you did recently? Because I think I'm doing that soon. Oh, uh, Leap UK. I think that's what I'm doing with. Ja is it Jason? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did it today. I did it today. How, how, him. how did that go? Is he good? Is it yeah, all right? No, he's lovely. Yeah, no, he's, he's back. He was much more professional than, than I was. Good. I um. Yeah, I'm not really into sort of, you know, one of the, again, one of the people keeping my sort of Twitter thing anonymous is I, I'm not really sort of after Twitter fame or... Yeah. So I, I don't really seek these kind of opportunities out. So I'm not very... I don't do them very often, so I'm not very good at them. Yeah. And, um, but he was, he was happy. I was like, look, we, if you need me to re-record, I can come back. You know, you know, you know what it's like, that kind of... Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an imperfect perfectionist. As soon as I, it's like, I mean, it's going to start speaking at meetings, as soon as you finish, you walk out going, ah, oh, there was so much more I could have said. Or, oh, like, every time. Every, after this chair, I was thinking, oh, why did I say that? And why didn't I say it? I, 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 this learning it is what, whatever comes out is what's meant to come out. Yeah, and you just kind of got to leave it, leave it there. And, you know, but I haven't done. I spent the whole evening kind of going, oh, it was rubbish. Oh, you're going to sound like a dick. Hey, man, just, uh, just, just hand it over to your higher power, man. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I've got to go because I'm, I'm late for the ads. It's so nice to talk to you. It was lovely to talk to you, and I can't believe you peer pressured that guy into saying that Mrs. Brown's voice was better than Shakespeare. <laughs> right. That well, is just... Um, but I cannot believe you did that. Well, I, I knew I liked you. Here's, no, no, no. Here's the thing you've got to learn. And you just, you just got, you're just learning a big secret. You just said the sentence, I can't believe you peer pressured that guy into saying Mrs. Brown's voice is better than Shakespeare. Amy, could you send me that, please, and cut off the bit before Mrs. Brown's voice is better than Shakespeare? <laughs> <laughs> and then we've, then we've got you saying it. Fake, it's fake news. I'm manipulating everybody. It's nice to talk to you. It's, it's at Secret Drug Addict, isn't it, on Twitter? It's, uh, yes. There we go. Beautiful. Everyone go and have a look. He, he tweets some good stuff. And happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, uh, uh, you'd be very welcome to. Actually, um, we're going to do chat fate after midnight because yeah, I think we it's, it's book is it's a story that can only be read when it's dark. Yeah. Uh, treasure treasure hunter. This isn't Oak Island again, is it? 
No, I don't. I didn't understand what that what that was about. I didn't. I enjoy. I sort of enjoyed it, Paul, but I didn't understand. It was it. about ten minutes too long. Oh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Treasure hunter mm. finds a medieval gold ring worth one thousand pounds that had been buried for six hundred years, only to lose it the next day while throwing his dog a stick. What a knob! <laughs> <laughs> Gary Smith, 42, was delighted when he plucked the medieval ring. I haven't plucked a ring for ages. <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah. Worth between 600 and 1,000 pounds from a muddy farmer's field. Muddy farmer. Was the farmer muddy or was yeah. the field? A farm, It should be a farmer's muddy field. Yeah, but also field, let's just take it as red. Field involves mud. No, 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 no. Not all fields are muddy. They are field. at the moment in this country. No. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah. Field of Dreams isn't. Okay, I said at the moment in this country. Yeah, Field of Dreams my copy of Field Olden of, Days, America. My copy of Field of Dreams isn't muddy. Is that the one with Madonna and the baseball ladies? No, that's a league of their own. Okay, well that isn't muddy. Field uh, of Dreams Don't own it? Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. That's um, Muhammad. What? That's Muhammad. No. If you build it... If, if Mohammed won't go to it and you build it, he will come. From a muddy farm, you're thinking about um, the mountain with Kevin Costner. Bareback Mountain. Yeah, that's the one. He wore the ring on his finger the next day to show his parents. But as he was walking to their house with his dog, Ben, it fell off when he was bending down to pick up a stick. Right! Well, this headline is is a lie, then. Because the headline... Listen, please stop taking the mick out of me. Please. Shouting, I've got headphones on. Take them off. I'm not shouting. I'm, I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Can you direct your passion elsewhere? I direct my passion there. <laughs> so, what did I just read? He fell off his stick. It wasn't on his dick. His stick? It wasn't on his stick. He was on his finger holding a stick. No. It, it, was there a stick involved? It fell off while he was bending down to pick up a, a dick, a stick. <laughs> but the headline is, he lost it the next day while throwing his dog a stick. No, so throwing is that, that, bending down is that. that. So already this story is sounding like... By the way, it's just popped up on, on the, um, the banners here. You know, you get ab advertising. It's just popped up an advert. Ben Elton on tour. Perfect gift for Father's Day. Boys, it's not. Really isn't. Really, really is not. Just bear that in mind. Um, it went picking up a stick. It took Mr Smith a few minutes to realise it was gone before he spent over an hour searching the park in Bournemouth, Dorset for it to no avail. Stop. Collaborate. It, it took him an hour to realise it was gone? No! Will you listen to me? Go on. Will you listen? Go again. You, yeah, you lost me at stick. Go back to the stick. Are you a dog? Mm? It took Mr Smith a few minutes to realise right. it was gone okay. before he spent over an hour searching the park in Bournemouth, Dorset, for it to no avail. Okay, stop. Collaborate. So it took him a few minutes. So how can he be sure it fell off at that precise moment, which would have been a matter of a second? Maybe, as he's bending down to, look at the, to pick up the stick, he went, oh, that's a nice ring. Right, there's that stick. 
Right, okie dokie, we're going to go for a little walk, little walk, uh, three minutes later. Where's the, oh, sh- the yeah, ring? Yeah, then it could have fallen off at any point. Okay, well, fine, well, then he's got a, then he's got a radii to search. A what? Radius. Oh, sorry? sorry, radius, radii, the plurals. Mr. Smith is now... Oh, fortunately, the story has a happy ending. He found it. Did he find it? As Mr. Smith later returned with his trusty detector and found the ring for the second time hidden in deep grass. Deep grass? How deep is the... How deep is your grass? Yeah, I mean... Beat you to it there. It's very rarely I beat you to it, but I beat you to it there, yeah? yeah? Mr. Smith is now taking care of the silver gilt iconographic style ring before it's collected by his local fines liaison officer, Flo. Under the Treasure Act 1996, treasure hunters must report any fines to the flow, who will then see if a national or local museum wishes to acquire it for the public benefit. If this is the case, boring, a reward of the full boring, 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 boring. Mr. Smith first found the holy ring, boring, boring, boring. The field had been ploughed, boring. I dug down, boring, 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 boring. This is Talk Radio. Wow. Boring. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Frog in 
Sorry, fade out terribly. That's why I got sacked from Virgin twice. 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've talked about treasure. We've talked about book smart. We've talked about drugs. Um, I don't know what else we've talked about. We celebrated about. Alistair's uh, six weeks. Excuse me. Blimey. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's the way it goes sometimes. All you need to do is suck it back down and, be, and, and get um, bum uh, uh, troubles. No. no it's better out than in. Well, that's, that's a Shakespeare... Oh, you like Shakespeare, but better out than in, which is actually a Shakespearean quote you don't like. The thing about Shakespeare is... is it's, that it's not the quote I dislike, it's the fact that I'd have to deal with a backdrop. There are so many... I'm ignoring that. There are so many quotes in, Brit, in British language, mm. the British uh, English language, that come from Shakespeare. Better out than in. One up the bum, no harm done. Um, all of these, uh, one in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> Stop it! All of these are Shakespeare quotes. Oh, Shakespeare's all right j- until it's it's inappropriate. Oh, I get it. Oh, I get, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know what you are? A snob. <laughs> You're a snob, mate. You're a snob. Now I know that. Oh, my now God. Now I know yeah. the parameters. <laughs> then, um, now I know the parameters, then that's fine. I can work within that. You're a snob. <laughs> She's a snob. She's a, she's a snob. It's I mean, fine. Yeah, if that's yeah, okay. Uh, oh, three, uh, four, <laughs> oh my four. God, I can't believe you just said that in front of everyone. 
No, no, no one's listening. Chuck Winkle is tweeting us. Chuck, give us a, give us a call. But Chuck Winkle says, with you all loud and clear over here in Boston, Michigan. <laughs> Loving you crazy Brits. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Chuck. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Catherine. Yeah. Uh, chat it's fate we were oh yeah this it is, is a though. story about a guy getting aroused in a coffin no I it's not think. it's not that it's a lovely story about uh, a woman and a man but it's a lovely story about a, ma- a woman's husband dying yeah he uh, does die flip but it, it's, it's, it's sad but uplifting if you've read chat is fate as often as I have you will know that a lot I of these stories I'm are tragedy really, I'm too busy reading I'm too busy reading Shakespeare oh Jesus uh, well tragedy comes out of, um, of of happiness and then in turn uh, uh, someone will come along and turn that tragedy into something uplifting. Actually, something more important than that. Um, Impossible. You know, is tomorrow you're going to see real progress on the moustache. Real progress. I'm growing a moustache, okay? And it's looking good, but now I've let my stubble grow a bit, okay? And so you can't really see the moustache, because it's early days. It's like day 11 or 12 or something. It's already bushier than, than most men's would be at this point. Um, but tomorrow I'm going to have a shave, and the moustache is going to really stand out. But I like the look. I like the look. It's like... Um, in that, what's that excellent movie we saw? Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Um, oh. A Star is Born. It's what? like, it's like no, Quentin thinking... Feltz's brother. The, who's the main guy? Not Quentin Feltz. Who are you talking about? The main guy in it, Quentin Feltz. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Bradley. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I always confuse him and, Bre- and Quentin Feltz. Who's Quentin Bra- Feltz? That doesn't matter. Is it Vanessa Feltz's brother? Quentin, the. Uh, Bradley Cooper's brother in the Sam. movie, Sam, Sam Budona. And what? Budona. I think that's his name, Budona. What's that noise? I can't hear any noise. Oh. Sam Rockwell, his brother, mm-hmm. has a great tash in it, but what I like is a thick tash and, a, and three days stubble. Right. That's the look I'm going to go for. The classic look of a man on the edge of a nervous breakdown. I'm a hard-working man. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm on the edge of a nervous breakdown, but here's the thing, suckers. I'm on the other edge of the nervous breakdown as I climb out of the K-hole. So, uh, not the, the K-hole, not the K-hole. I was going to say, a, my uh, hole's got nothing to do with it. Uh, sorry? Hmm? Oh, yeah, it got so high I sunk into K's hole. <laughs> my God! <laughs> okay, now you're going to need to walk that back. <laughs> no one's listening. Who I'm cares? listening. No, you're not. I can't unlisten to that. Um, anyway, we're coming from to down in a cave tonight. Very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Sam I'm, Elliot. Who were you saying it was? Sam what? Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Rockwell Files with Jim Garner. Amy. Come on the microphone, Amy. Well, Amy is, yeah, I want that look. That's the look I'm going for. But with shorter hair. Mm-hmm. Going to pull it off, aren't I? It's kind of, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy that wrote Huckleberry Finn. Mark Twain? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go, it's not, actually. Yeah, it is. Totally uh, actually, Twain. actually, it's not. Twain. Totally Twain, by the way. It was a theme park I'm opening up soon. But it's, uh, but here's the thing. It's not about Mark Twain. It's about Never the Twain Shall Meet, the sitcom. Amy. Yes. You're telling me... In a brand new $25 million studio, you don't have a little button in there that they're trying to keep secret from us, a little dial. Well, you can't, you're telling us you can't put a little bit of reverb on our voice so we've got some echo, echo, echo. Not, not to my knowledge, no. May I come? Come, come, come. <laughs> may I come and look at your desk? Desk, desk, desk. Oh. <laughs> 
May I come and look at your desk? You, you can if you want. Right. You I'll be surprised if he's fine. He won't know it all. He won't know what he's looking at. He's oh. going to go in there and go, hmm. Turn up. Like, we, you know, <laughs> blokes that kick tyres. No, what I'll do is I'll... Oh, be careful oh, now. I'm not, I'm not your camera, I'm lucky. What I'll do is I'll press some buttons and have a little fiddle. And Don't I'll... press anything. <sighs> all right, Amy, let's have a little look. What have we got Open here? your... Yeah. What have we got here? So tell, just... me, tell me what all of this is. Well, I thought you knew. All right, well, this is... Uh, this is... Uh, that's me. Yes. Right? That's Catherine. That's Catherine. And that's pointing to Catherine <laughs> going, that's Catherine. Well, that is well Catherine. Well done. But this is it's Catherine. taking five years. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to... Don't press anything. Catherine, say something. Yes. Can you... we hear her? No, you, you've taken Catherine off air. She's off air? Yep. Interesting. Is she on air now? Yes. <clears throat> now, we've got numbers here. Don't touch anything. Why are you letting him anywhere near it, Amy? <laughs> uh, record mode. Monitor options. There's got to be... There's got to be. What are these? Amy, I'll give you permission to uh, give him a karate chop to the windpipe if he touches anything. All of this is the talkback. I'm yeah. not angry with you. I'm not angry That's to, like to other back. studios, that is. I don't care about that. <laughs> what happens if I press don't. that button there? Um, what have yeah. I done? Well, what I don't know. What is that? There you go. What happened there? Hello? Sorry, is she on the air? Yes. Yes. Could you say something, please? I'm saying something. She's on air. Yeah. So what did I do there? I, press, we got I think you just made us listen to uh, Talk Sport. So that's Talk Sport. Yeah. And then this is us. All right, we're getting somewhere. We're making progress. Not really. I'm going to let that... That's youthful um, optimism. Could you... Was it, there's actually a button here. Take by force. Don't press that. I'm not pressing it. OK, <laughs> well, it would look like you've not completed training properly. You should really have completed your training. Leave her alone. <laughs> Sorry? She's done, she's done her time. You haven't. Come back in here, please. Leave her alone. Stop right, pretending right. you know what you're looking at. Because you're not fooling anyone. Yes, Catherine. Yes, Catherine. Is, that, is everything as it should be in there? Um, now the, you've checked it all. The connection, for those that asked, between Kelsey Grammer and Eddie Large is Eddie Large lives in Portishead. Kelsey Grammer's wife is from Portishead. Yeah. Um, Her dad is an ex-Bristol City footballer. That wasn't part of the question. Okay. What? I cannot believe they've not given us the option of some reverb. It's as if um, the other um, shows are... Um, sensible and don't need to do special effects i could do reverb i'd have to put a feed in there i'm tempted really really tempted really tempted what would you do it for because we're not, in a cave is, it, is, there not, uh, is there not an app on your phone that could do a thing um there might be but then well um all right what, what am i going to type in reverb app mm -hmm. hang on a minute uh all right it could be actually. That's I hope not... everyone else is having a lot of fun. Oh, I, I do not. I don't care about those guys anymore. This is this is this is this is uh, gone beyond that now. Reverb app. Uh, reverb. Okay, 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 okay. Are you doing the reverb app or is that just? No, you? no, 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 no. Okay. We we we're onto something here. We're on to something here. The ads are going to have to wait. Whose idea was it again? Um, that is, the idea is actually irrelevant. 
open. Here we go. This is going to be a lot of fun. Right, put the headphones on. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, okay. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, Okay, okay, that's not... Actually, if anything, you've made, you've, you've made things worse. Um, okay, I so... I just tell you the story. This no, 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 no. Hang on, right, hang on a minute. Hello. My name is Ian Lee. I'm currently down in a cave. And I'm, I'm murderous. I'm feeling... I want to murder. So I'm on the hunt for some cavers to murder them. Okay, right, now... My name is Ian Lee. I'm currently down in a cave. No, but have some fun. And I'm... I'm murderous. I I want to murder. So I'm on the hunt for some cavers. To murder them. All right, then we're having fun now. Hello. My name is Ian Lee. I'm currently down in a cave. <gasps> Do you want to play a game? Um, I'm murderous. I'm feeling I want to murder. So I'm on the hunt for some cavers. Oh, I don't like that. That's a bit comedy, that. Um... Oh, oh. That's angry person on phone. Conversation for the up all night generation. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. That's the uh, number that um, Chris has called. Good evening, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. Yay! <laughs> the best thing. The best um, thing that um, can happen. Um, I lost my room last year, right? I'm going through these things, and uh, there's a stack of retro gamer. Right. Are you the guy that, like, wrote, you know, about the Dragon 32, for one thing? That's me, buddy. I'm the guy that wrote about the Dragon 32 in Retro Gamer. Yes, man. I'm a specky 48K man for well, myself. Do, 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 do you want to fight? The, uh, do you want to fight? In the playground? That, uh, in the playground, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I will fight you in the playground. I would but, destroy uh, you. But what I wanted to call you about really was, uh, yeah, I saw something really weird. Uh oh, what happened, man? Um, no, uh, it was ball lightning. A ball of lightning. Uh, ball, ball lightning. Ball, ball, ball yeah, lightning. Um, it you happens. You know, because of the bad weather. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was coming back from work on my bike. Hang on, Chris, are you a, are you a, are you a... I was coming back from work and, uh, you know, the wind's coming through the trees right now, or the rain, and, like, uh, I saw this light from the left. I thought, what's that? There's a lake there. And uh, I looked left. Yeah. And this ball of light came out. Yeah. And came 
across the trees against the wind. Oh, Let me uh, express that very much. And um, huh? I think I've witnessed something. Only 12 <laughs> people in the UK seen I thought you were going to say you think you've wet yourself, but okay, right. Well, I, um, no, it was brilliant. Uh, I, and like, no. I was, wow, well, I just want to tell someone about it. Okay. I think it's that rare. How come, right, so only 12 people, because bo- lightning... I think bo- on average, I, I've just looked it up when I got home, because yes, I was mate. so excited. Yes. And, uh, yeah, about on average, only 12 people in the UK a year see this phenomenon. Wow, well, you should be, well, you should be proud of yourself. You, what, what can we do to, um... But it came out of the lake, um... Well, so well, 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 Right. When a lightning hits the water... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you were and absolutely And I think it's uh, charged, like, electrons or something, come yep. out of the water, and yeah. it makes a... I don't know. So, I, I, I didn't realise you were bonkers. I'm so sorry, I was taking you seriously. I didn't realise you were a fruitcake. I'm sorry about that, Chris. Oh, uh, sorry. Lightning yeah, doesn't yeah. come out of water, you muppet! Yeah, I think they should know, because it's that rare... Yeah, I think I witnessed something very special. Well, you witnessed and, uh, something that didn't happen. Are you on LSD? No, 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 not at all. I was coming home from work. I don't believe and, uh, you have a job. Um, well. <laughs> do you have a job? What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a forklift driver. Aye. Are they difficult to drive? Because you've got to do quite an intensive course, haven't you? Um, yes. Um, it's, yes. Well, it's health and safety all the oh, way, geez. isn't it, really? Have um, you yeah. ever lifted up someone by the belt? Um, somebody asked me to break their arm with it so they could get, uh, what? like, uh, you know, insurance or something yeah did you uh, do I it i wouldn't do it <laughs> that is that is absolutely nuts um i'll tell you what i've done now as a four-lift driver yeah i've left traps at the top like levels rancid dog meat so when they actually uh go off and get the top pallet and they bring it back it slips all over the the red from a oh you dirty bo- dog meat i would rather have my arm broken than have rancid dog meat tipped all over me from a great height I'll tell you what, though, this yeah. ball lightning thing... It didn't happen. Wow. No, it didn't happen. It was incredible. It, it, it didn't happen. It can't... Lightning, as far as I know, cannot... Please Google it. Uh, lightning coming out of water. Is, uh, can she Google it quickly? Uh, I'm not going mad, am I? Lightning I, I saw this coming thing. out of... Uh, light, lightning coming out of water. Like yeah, it came out of water. It came out of the lake. I saw it come out... I, I don't know. I saw this light... I think that might have been lightning hitting the water, and then a look left, and then this ball. Oh, well, hang on a minute. I found, the... I, I found this. Lightning, I found water when lightning hits the ocean, right? Listen to this. Yep. Lightning doesn't strike the ocean as much as land, but when it does, yeah. it spreads out over the water, which acts as a conductor. It can hit right, boats so that are... Across. Please be quiet. It can hit boats that are nearby and electrocute fish that are near the surface. If you're at the beach and hear thunder or see lightning is very, very frightening, get out of the water. Yeah, this is a big fishing lake where I work. Right, just where I come out. I came out <laughs> on my bike and there it is. Wow. Fishing lake. Okay, well, let's, we'll see, Chris, if anybody else has experienced that um, phenomenon. Yeah, I think, look it up, ball lightning. I think I've seen it. Uh, I don't know who to tell it to. Should I tell it to scientists? Uh, what a witness or what? Um, can you, do you, are you, could you tell it to your local priest? Um. <laughs> Don't know if you're a holy man? Um, I'm not that holy, no. No, no? sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, could you tell it to your partner? Um, 
Are they a scientist? Because I saw it. And I'm trying to understand it, and it's... Uh, do, did you... I'd love fantastic. to see that... You must have filmed it. No, I didn't, no, no. Well, then, it, it, if it wasn't filmed... Have you seen the rain out there? I oh, my God. I had all my walkproofs on, just coming out of work, and I saw this flash of lightning, and then this ball yeah. going through the trees. Yeah. Am I being abducted or like, wow? Well, well I well, mean, yeah. you'd, I think you'd know if you'd been probed. It's a very yeah, slow yeah, abduction. So. <laughs> well, d- d- it's, it's nice time to let you use the phone. Do a report to someone or, you know. You know I think you should, I think you should call the police. Not 999, but I think you should speak to the police about it. Yeah, okay. Right. Nice one, Chris. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate that. And that's the kind of thing you can expect from a Spectrum user. Oh three. Four, four, I like that. It's a nice call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. He's talking there at the start about um, retro gamer, which I used to write for. I'm writing for it again. I got to get one in on the eighteenth, so uh, I can do that. Um, well, I can't do it today. I, I do it on the nineteenth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it for you. No, I've done it. I've done it. I've just got to tidy it up a bit and um, make it and put some finger spaces in put, and some pictures. Okay. Dokey. Why don't you do some pictures? Um, because I don't need to. They do pictures already for me. What drawings? Yeah, they get like gra- they get graphic artists. Oh, please tell us a story about a man who had it off in a coffin with his no, dead that's wife. That's not what. Oh my god, that's not it at all. So where we left off yesterday yeah. was um, Laura Leyland had a husband who used a blue inhaler. Okay, you're making light of a of a man's death. You know that. I'm not. You know a little bit. I'm not. So I'm just trying to keep talking, so I'm just trying to let one rip while you... There we go, that's better. Okay. Oh, my God. Continue, vous s'il vous plaît, mademoiselle, pour I'm la not, magasin. I'd uh, just like to say I'm not making light of... Um, oh, jeez, I'm so whoa, sorry. the tragic demise of Stephen. Um, but she's put it in chat, it's fate, because she believes that there is some hope to be drawn from it. She some. believes there's hope to be drawn from it. So anyway, yeah, he's getting a bit breathless and uh, saying it's the pollen. Anyway, it wasn't the problem. I'm getting at the moment after that. Flipping heck, man. What, that? Oh, by the way, um, I'm doing a show with Greg Turkington, but I don't know, I can't remember when, so I think it's on Saturday the 29th of June, doing a show at Rough Trade Records at half past five with him. Free, it's free, but you've got to reserve your tickets. It's free, me and Greg Turkington. Tim Heidecker's dead. He's gone. He's out. He's I think history. For legal reasons, we need to say he's not dead. He's dead in the eyes of me, and he's gone. And it's me and Greg Turkington, um, and uh, we're, so that that's going to be something very, very special. Let's carry on, please, Catherine. No more interruptions from okay, me. I so, am sat back. So no more interruptions. There, I am zipping. Right, I'm zipping on There's a like. Turn a, it, hang on. Mm. I'm turning the lock. I am out. This is your time to shine, ladies. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Go on. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's do it. We're going to do it. Let's do it properly. What are you doing? I'm going to record a nice little little bit for you. Here we go. <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, would you please put your hands together for the one, the only, the hottest bit of tail on talk radio. That's the beautiful, the divine, the shapely, the clever, Musa Catherine Ball. Too much, maybe? No, no, I think it was. I think it was just right. It was. It was subtle. So. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please? 
Oh. Hang on, let me find the thing. Where is it? There it is. Ladies and Feels a bit inappropriate. After these, uh, after on. these messages, the Wild Man of Late Night Radio, the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, so long story short, he had an asthma attack and died. Numb with grief. I started planning Stephen's funeral. Determined he'd be buried in his favourite three-piece suit. Only I couldn't find his dress shoes anywhere. In the end, I had to give. Sorry, I think I've worked out. Can I just try something on here? Do you mind? I think I've worked out how to do something. What? I think I've made sure I can make this karaoke. So turn this off. Turn um. Ba-da-dee-do-dum. I oh, know you can still hang on. Just making them. No, sh- okay, I thought it would turn it. Oh, come stop it! Can't, we can't stop it now. We can't stop it now. We're in trouble. Yep. Hang on. This is bad, man. Oh. No, nope, hang on. I'm taking the batteries out. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. There we go. Got it. Sorry about that. So, I do apologise. Sorry, Catherine. It's your moment. I'm going to keep quiet. Boom. I'm gone. This is it. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want any background sound? Do you want the, the cave sounds? Do you want spooky music? Spooky music. Okay. Well, hang on. Okay. Well. Please. <laughs> Okay, you should have asked for that before because it takes a Didn't while. Really get a chance to takes a while get a word in to do that. Here we go. So, here we go. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Here we go. There you go. Okay, so just to remind you, you have to speak up a bit. The music's quite loud. Could you turn it down a little bit? I could do that actually. Yeah, I didn't thought of that. Sorry, you didn't thought of that. Didn't thought of that. No, it's a Shakespeare. <laughs> it's a Shakespeare quote. It's funny, isn't it? You, sh- you like Shakespeare. I don't you like, like you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, long story short, her husband um, was using the blue inhaler, but it didn't work, and he died. Numb with grief, I started planning Stephen's funeral, determined he'd be buried in his favourite three-piece suit, only I couldn't find his dress shoes anywhere. They could bury him with a sofa? No three-piece suit. Not wow. three-piece suite. Wow, incredible. Some people. Crazy. All right, I wonder he had a boner. What? That's not... I get a boner on the sofa. Oh. I'm never sitting on that sofa again. Okay, it's your choice. I don't get one when you're on it. 
I know, but it's a historical boner. Okay, okay. In the end, I had to give the undertaker a pair of his ancient blue pumps. <laughs> don't. Just don't. Just don't. Just don't. At least it would have made him chuckle, I thought ruefully. Uh, knowing my hubby, hubby, would have found it funny. And he'd have screamed with laughter at the song I chose to accompany his coffin into church, one of his favourite Green Day tracks. Great band. That one's called The Time of Your Life. Great band. It, it was only afterwards that I discovered the song title is Good Riddance. I was mortified. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He no. would have liked that. He would have seen the joke. In Noted that. for your funeral. He sounds like a nice guy. It felt like Stephen was playing one of his dad jokes on me from up above. Where, with three young kids to care for, I had no chance, uh, no choice but to carry on alone. A couple of weeks after Stephen's death, I booked an appointment with a medium. I just needed some comfort. Mm -hmm. There's a tall blonde man with me, and he's laughing about the shoe mixer. It was Jasmine, was it? <laughs> no, that Jasmine is more. Says you mixed up his shoes, and he thought it was hilarious. That is incredible! Wow, Cass doing Cass doing impressions of the callers now. Wow, okay. <laughs> Shall I carry on? No, no. Suddenly it dawned on me, Stephen. Really, I'm not. Steve, suddenly it dawned on me, Stephen really was laughing at my choice of funeral shoes. Back home, I discovered blue inhalers all over the house. <laughs> right. Every time I opened a drawer or a cupboard, another one popped out. For the first time, I realised the full extent of how much Stephen had been struggling with his asthma. If only he'd asked for help, booked himself a doctor's appointment or asthma review. It was time to move on. Our beautiful period townhouse was full of memories, but it just wasn't a practical place to bring up three kids on my own. There was always something that needed doing to it, and I just didn't have the money. You need a turnkey, suggested my sister. Michelle Davis, 37. <laughs> I love this magazine. You get everyone's surnames and ages. <laughs> Oh, dear. I knew Michelle Davis, 37, was right. But I also knew Stephen... Was wrong. ...would have hated a new build. Yeah. Still, I had to do the best for our family now. I booked an appointment to see a house in a new development closer to Michelle Davis, 37. As I pulled up outside and peered through the windscreen at the fresh brickwork and neat gardens, I thought I could feel the late Stephen's disapproval. But then... The opening bars of a familiar song came through the radio. It was Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. I'm all about the bass, the bass, no treble. Yeah, I'm all about the bass, the bass, no treble. It had been our special song ever since we were 18, but you don't hear it played much these days. I knew it was Stephen giving me his blessing to move into this new development. Thank you, darling, I murmured quietly. I'm when telling... Does, can I, sorry, when does this get interesting? I think it was just saying um, the psychic said something about some shoes. Is it nearly ended? Yeah. Do you well, want to hear the end? I well, I'm hoping... She, she, she has a barbecue in a minute. I'm, I'm suspecting... Do you want to hear about the barbecue? Is there a dead man there? Um, well, some may believe so. Okay. I'm telling his story because I don't want any other family to go through what we've been through. What? No other kids should use, lose their daddy to asthma. So if your breathing is getting worse, please, please, please get help before it's too late. It's not a spooky story. It's an asthma... It's a medical story. On the first anniversary of Stephen's collapse, the 4th of November 2018, we had a party. Seems a bit inappropriate. And a barbecue at his rugby club in his memory, raising £7,000 for, for Asthma UK. Good for them. It's a good Stephen loved well a good done. knees up. He'd have had a couple of drinks and start doing his dad dancing. Are you sure a barbecue in November's a good idea? I asked my family the week before, looking at the stormy weather forecast. 
but we needn't have worried. Stephen looked after us, well, sending us the most gorgeous sunny day. I know he's there, watching over us. Sometimes when I'm relaxing, watching TV or putting the kids to bed, I have the strongest feeling he's in the room with us. I'm about to talk to him when I remember he's gone. But instead of feeling sad, I feel reassured and protected. When Harry asks for him, I say, Daddy's with the Twinkle Stars. And I promise the kids he's in our hearts forever. But that was not spooky, you're right. This is, that's a sad story, and I feel for that family. And yeah. good for them for, you know, getting through that. But that was not a spooky story. No. There was nothing spooky there. No. But I, feel, I feel, Catherine... That was more chat than its fate, wasn't you, it? You sold us a pup there. Well, you that's the front down, page suggested you, how I know he was happy inside his coffin. That sounds spooky to you. You let down the listeners there, and uh, I think you owe everyone an apology. Yep. Okay, well, that's Catherine saying sorry. We'll, we'll cobble something together. This is Talk Radio. Outrageous. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu. <laughs> All right, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the phone number. Uber unveiled its flying taxis yesterday. I saw some really crap trailers at the cinema today. There was one there was one called Stuba, which is about this guy. He's the guy, the um uh he's a comedian and he's he always plays a nerdy Asian guy. Um and he's in that film about when his he's like based on a true his true story about when his girlfriend was dying. Then he, but he'd only just like met her and she's dying. It's a good film. And so I saw it on a plane. It's a good plane film. Anyway, he's in this film and this cop, this guy, this actor I've never seen before, like bigger than The Rock, right, gets in there and then they go and have some adventures, right? And it looked rubbish. But then the guy who I'd never seen before, who's bigger than The Rock, was then in another trailer for another film that looked rubbish where he was a CIA agent and then a girl, like a little kid, discovers he's a CIA agent and they go and have some adventures. Oh. And they look rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Then I saw the trailer for Toy Story 4. It looks rubbish. No, don't. It looks rubbish. It's the same as, I think, Toy Story 3 or 2. It's the same story. It's just, it's, uh, well, one of the toys has gone missing. We'll have to go off and find it. Oh, jeez, well, you get... Well, don't go missing... Someone goes missing in each one, doesn't it? Don't they? Uber unveiled... So don't go to the cinema. I'm going to go and see Men in Black uh, the weekend. I'll let you know. The I'll MIB. let you know. Uh, huh? MIB. Sorry? Yeah. Mm, it's the MIB. No, no, no. Go yeah, go see... it's the MIB. I've got literally no idea what you're talking about, and I'm actually finding you annoying. Uber unveiled its flight... So I would like you to stop. Uber, if that's oh, okay... does that work? Hmm? I should have used that one. It works with you. Oh. Thank you. Does it, though? Uh, yeah. You reckon? Yeah. It's Think? worked. Well, it's, it's worked. Oh. It's worked. Is it? Yeah, it has. Is it, though? Yeah, it has. Okay. Fine. You're not irritated now? No, I'm not irritated. I'm calm. Good. I'm calm now. Good. I'm calm. Well, carry on, then. I've, you've calmed me. Read me your story. You, the more you talk, the calm, more calmed I'm getting. Okay. I'm glad to see you're calm. I'm very calmed. You're a bit twitchy. Not twitchy. Okay, good. Oh. You're a bit twatchy. <gasps> oh. Uber unveiled its flying... T- I thought I handled that very maturely, and I think the boys and girls you at did. home will agree. Yeah, I did. Thank you. Uber unveiled its flying taxis yesterday. Your behaviour tonight has actually been um, excruciating. Thanks. It doesn't even make sense. You're just saying thanks for an insult. That's just... Uh, you are. Uh, right, now you're, being a, now, you're being, um, now you're being childish, and I would ignore that. Uber unveiled its flying... You claim to be the clever one. 
you claim to be the smart one. I imagine. Uh, yeah, exactly. And all you're doing, yeah. Um, all you're doing is right. Someone, right, uh, right. Pete. Now is not the time to tell me that that's Dave B- Bautista, who is Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Now you're going to tell me he's in one of the Avengers films. Pete, I'm dealing you stay with. Stay out of this, Pete. Stay out of this, Pete. Mm. Mm. Uber unveiled. This is a really important story mm-hmm. about how the changing of the guard, changing of travel. Are you when oh! you're trying to get a story out, and someone keeps jumping. I get in. a story out. Sto- I get. I, I got a story for you. Um, annoying radio producer murdered by talented young tragic comic. Oh, it's the headline. Then the story is. But because he won the nation's heart in the jungle, uh-huh. and because he saved a man's life on a radio station, because he saved a man's life, he's owed one. He's owed one. The judge, Michael Fitzpatrick, said today in the House of um, Justice, you have served this country well. Yea, for did you win the heart of the, of the nation with your strawberry pranks and your discussions of men's mental health on the jungle program had that been all the uh, thy had achieved thy would be spending 25 years minimum in in gaul are you threatening me no 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 i'm, I'm doing a, i'm doing a story gaul is is old way of saying prison right but you did save verily one man's life one man that is provable. One that is one that is provable. But Kath did ring the ambulance. You Kath did Kath did it the easy bit. You did it the Kath hardest bit. And did rightfully relay the information to Kath the did lay something. The actual Kath did lay something. Wow. Kath did lay something wow. to get this job. Wow. But you are mm. old one. Wow. Thy ist old one. So we your record is clean. You are wiped from the slate. You are a free man. And lo, verily, did the jury go apeshit and, and threw their hats in the air and fired guns at them because it was a day for celebration. That judge sounds like a jerk. Judge was, was stern but fair. It's all you can ask for. It's all you can ask for in a court of law is sternicity and fairness. Uber unveiled its flying taxis yesterday. Furthest I've got in this story, and I've been doing it for 10 minutes. Imagine, you're crying, good, you should cry. You should cry more often, make you more human. You're dehumanised, you're de... You're de um... Oh, shut up, read the story. That was it. That was it. You all heard it. That was it. That was it. That's me producing you. You heard it. You heard it. You all heard it. Mm-mm-mm. You all heard it. You all, you all heard... Tell you what the, we're not hearing. The story. The abuse I put up with on a daily level. I'm told to shut up yeah. on a daily basis by that. Yeah. That, that mother, and I, and I mean it in both senses. Uh-huh. I mean it as in she's got children and she's a mother. And I'm a bad mother. Like shaft. MILF. No, Whoa, not MILF. No. Not MILF. No, 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 not MILF. No. Not MILF. Walk not that MILF. back. No, not, not MILF. I apologise for that. Walk that right back.
apologise for that. I didn't. I got excited. Can you read excited. the story, please? Colleague? Yeah, I will do. If you stop into, if you just stop for one second, interrupting me. That's it. Just for one bit. I beg you. The listener begs you. Oliver on Twitter begs you. Pete begs you. Please. Can everyone stop begging, please? Stop interrupting. Move along. Let me do the story yes. about Uber having flying taxis. Would you please? I wish you would. Plank, thank you. I said plank you there. That's how frustrated I am. I said plank you and I meant thank you. This is, this is the thing. I have to have a clear, um, I have to have a tidy mind and you make my mind dusty. Uber unveiled its flying taxis yesterday. I can hear that. You haven't got your headphones in. Oh, sorry, are you still there? Yes, mate. And you're playing the body form advert, who actually, you've just broken. If anyone wants to make an Ofcom complaint about that, you can do. Because she's advertising a company that haven't uh, actually paid to advertise it. You just it. said body form. That's, you played the advert. Stop That's, saying it. I'm not saying it. I've not said it once. Not said it once. Um, if anyone wants to complain to Ofcom, I would, Don't I be would sexist. back it up. Don't be no, sexist. No, being sexy. Please, just read the story. Uber unveiled its flying taxis yesterday. Mm. As executives claimed that travelling by air could one day be cheaper than owning a car. The vehicles will be in the skies by 2023 with test trips due next year. No thanks. No thanks. Ordering an Uber air which looks similar to helicopters, not driven by the same blokes, are they? Will soon be, because some of them are quite ragey, will soon be as easy as hopping into a car, according to one executive. The ever-elusive... Well, it won't be, because they'll have to land on a landing pad. They're not going to land... They're not going to land on uh, Oxford Street. The ever-elusive flying car future we have... Well, they're not cars. They're helicopters. <laughs> we have all envisioned... I haven't. Is one step closer, said Nikhil Gul. Head of product for the company's flying taxi arm, Uber Elevate. Eric Allison, head of Elevate, said in Washington, D.C. yesterday, in the long term, Uber, Uber Air on a per-seat basis will be competitive with car ownership. Our vision is it will be more economical, economically rational to fly than to drive. To ride the flying taxis, which will take off from skyports on top of car parks, this is nonsense, skyscrapers or department stores passengers will be weighed there we go as they walk over square shaped pads inside the terminal this will ensure the vehicle's weight including luggage for passengers and pilot is within restrictions each hour an estimated 4,000 people would land on each skyport this is this is absolute uh, nonsense 50, 150 miles an hour Wi-Fi phones and laptops will be in use on trips oh, there's a funny bit in an Uber in this film it's a funny bit just think about that uh, I feel we've lost the flow there, Catherine. That was an excellent story. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing. All right, you. you do it. All right. Do you want one? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's hear it. All right. Customers charged... Uh, Boring. 10 euros. Boring. For touching his testicles. Oh, no, that's good. After waitress was annoyed by his behaviour at Spanish bar. Hang on. Who was charged what? Customer. Spanish waitress turned the tables on a difficult customer by charging him extra for touching your testicles, a Spanish phrase for annoying behaviour. Tocar los cojones. So she didn't, he didn't, no testicles were touched? No. So it's just a phrase. No. All right, end of story. Yeah. And it's the end of that story. Yeah. I really feel the last 15 minutes has been an awful, awful, um, terrible 
bit of radio. Yeah. If I'm completely honest. Yeah. I, I, I think that you're you right. You you're to right blame. to apologise. You have used to blame. Here we go. Here's a good one. I've got a good one. I've got a good one to end on. This is a good one. Think before you text from sexting the family group. Here we go. Right, let's what? do this. Right. I don't sext a collection my of hilarious texting mishaps shared to BuzzFeed from Reddit have proven just why sometimes an old-fashioned letter is a safer option. The messages shared by horrified family me- members have left various parents and love rats red-faced. Um, in, uh, uh, in one instance, an excited father made some amorous sexual advances towards his wife, much to the horror of their children who were still in the group chat. <laughs> So let's find some of these. So this is mum and dad um, and the kids. Right, so mum, mum, I love you more. Dad, to infinity, mum, by the way, when you get home, you aren't allowed to unpack until you pleasure me. Kids, I can see this conversation. I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) Mum, OMG. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mama. What a great photo. Papa, we are having fun. Can't wait to come home and F you. Wow! And then there's a picture of a dog, two dogs, a unicorn and a rabbit. Can't wait to come home and F you. Uh Uh-uh, I better get ready. I need 30 minutes. Kids, this is in group chat. (laughs) OMG! The mums always end with OMG. Um, uh, So, this is... um, Okay. So, this is from a girl i think to yeah yes is a girl um so this isn't the message i guess you want to be getting but my ex contacted me again on the weekend and came to my work today and i've decided instead of breaking up we're going to give each other a second chance and start to date again and see what happens i really don't know what else to say one of the guys doing it via group message to all the guys you're talking to efficient i guess <laughs> 30 group blokes in there 30 yeah <laughs> Uh, oh, well, she's saving time, you're right. Um, hello. Right, so this is from a mum to the stepdad. Hello, sexy. This is mum. Hello, sexy, how are you doing? Dad, wrong group. Then there's a swear word. Jesus Christ, okay, it goes on that. Um, here's one. This is weird, right? I don't know what this is. Uh, 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 okay, right. Who wants to... This is a group chat. Who wants to answer a would-you-rather question? Me. Would you rather have sex with your mum in your girlfriend's body or your girlfriend in your mum's body? I don't have either, actually, so that's kind of awkward. Probably the latter, though. (laughs) There you go. That's a weird... Uh. um, um, and that's the end of that. They, they kind of started off well and they ended. Uh, Paul, you, you can come in if you want, Paul Ross. I want to ask you about a film. Have you seen Booksmart? Uh, I haven't. I've heard it's very good, though. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. Did you get something down your shirt as well? Yeah, I've just spilled coffee. I got something down my jumper earlier on. I got some chip, chipotle sauce down my jumper. It's the worst. Isn't that the most annoying irritating. thing? It's so irritating. It's so irritating. Yeah. You dress up smart, and I'm making more of an effort because there's cameras here. I had a jumper. I don't really wear it. Just ruins the day. Embrace the dinner medals. No, it's it's the worst. And you put water on it. Like I, I put water on this, and it's just got now got a stain. No, Booksmart is great. Really funny, modern twist yeah. on the coming of age kind well, of thing. Do Kath about it? Yeah, it's yeah, really good. Made me laugh a lot. I think. I think. I. I I'm not quite sure on what your film preferences are Paul so I'm not going to say you definitely like it but I know you'd like it Kath I think you'd enjoy it a lot 
think you'd enjoy it. We still need to go and see Rocket Man. Yes, we do need to see Rocket Man. Um, or, or, because or, or hopefully we're going to get Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher's hopefully coming on. Paul Ross, you got till fifty-eight fifteen, which is plenty of time to sell us your show. What have you well, got? We're, we're off to the movies with Van Connor. I've got three films for your consideration, including Men in Black International, which I'm slightly nervous of. First Men in Black was good. The others weren't. So I've good, never so. seen any of them. First one's good fun, I thought. But I'm take the kids are excited by it. I'm taking yeah. the kids this weekend. Yeah. I think they'll enjoy it. Yeah. I think it'll be. I think, well, uh, well Van's uh, said. I said, is it uh, is it funny? He said, there's a laugh every three minutes, which isn't bad, is That's it? That's all right. I'll, I'll do special that. effects. Kids Man who played Thor's in it. Feels. If, yeah, I think it, for the kids, for my boys, a seven year old and nine year old, it's going to feel a little bit grown up for them. So I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And we've got uh, one, two, three anniversaries we're marking on the show. We're oh. going through an anniversary phase. Yes. Seventy years ago this month. 1984 was published, so we're looking back at George Orwell's finest hour, okay. 1984. He's got to call it The Last Man in Europe, apparently. Yeah. Um. And the publisher said that's a bit downbeat. <laughs> For 1984. It's quite a downbeat book, yeah, as far as I remember. Bit, just a, a little bit. Since I, read it, but... I reread it over the weekend, getting ready for this, and I'd forgotten it's actually quite funny, because it starts with, it says, you know, it was a cold December afternoon, and the clocks had just struck 13. And you suddenly realize there's a kind of satire element to I it. I might as well. have to check it out. I, I, now, I really wanted to see the film again, but I can't remember if the film was a stinker or not. With John the film Hurt. wasn't great, although if you've got either Netflix or Amazon Prime, there's the original live version with Peter Cushing from 1954, wow. which is interesting. I mean, it, it's a bit, it's got longer. As yeah, we say now, because yeah. it's live. But it made a star of Peter Cushing. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, we're also marking 10 seconds. 50 years since performance was released with the producer of oh. that film, uh, who went on to work, went on to make The Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie. Yeah, and with Doug. Doug. This is Talk Radio. This is Talk Radio.